Hey guys, welcome to Movie Date with Stacy. <laughs> this is episode 10, uh, which is kind of a big deal, I guess. I don't know, 10 episodes down. We're going to keep this shit going, keep it moving. I'm so thankful for all of you. Uh, also, today is very special because I'm once again joined by my good friend David. What's up? Hey, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> and we are in a great mood because we just watched together... The second installment to our favorite franchise. We had a movie date. And we had a fucking movie date, and it was romantic, kind of. There were tears at there some were point. Tears. <laughs> uh, and what movie did we discuss, David? Well, to keep in tradition, we did our last podcast on the movie Scream mm-hmm. 1. So, obviously, this week, we're going to be doing Scream 2. Oh, oh! Which... Man, <laughs> it was a lot longer than the first one. It's two hours. It's like over two hours long. It, that's one thing I, one of the first things I realized. That it went on a lot longer, but there was also a lot more involved. You had, you know, the main cast. You had, like, the new people that had to be added in. And then you had to also had to, like, progress the story in, like, a little bit. Yeah, because we lost so many people last movie we like literally had to build a whole new cast to exactly. kill off. <laughs> and which is exactly what happens in this movie. <laughs> I know. Which... You know what? I liked it. Again, yeah. watching it like the today, second one like, is good. It and I think kept to... up with it. There were little moments here and there where we we're just like, you what? know, side eyeing yeah. it. But for the most part, I liked it. The thing about the first one is all of those kills seem so like they could happen. Yeah. The thing about the second one is like well, they that's... are per- like they are on purpose being so stupid and making such wrong decisions. Uh, well, so that's it kind of like plays into that. Yeah, I know. It's just like. You know, like, you're supposed to... You're Sydney. You're thinking, like, I'm smarter than this fucking movie. But in react, in actuality, like, you're... You know, you're yeah. making dumb decisions, like, in the heat of the moment. Exactly. So. Like she said, you should be running out the door, but you're running upstairs. Runs, exactly. And, I mean, that happens a lot, you know, with characters throughout this movie. Cece. I mean, it, the, the f- end with Sid. Like, we have a lot of moments where we're like, what is going... Why are you doing that? Yeah. Exactly. But, and you're, you like, know. yelling at the screen. Yeah. Speaking of which, let's talk about the opening of this. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's like talk about the synopsis and also who stars in it because it's packed with people that you know. Literally, like the first movie had so many stars on it. Um, they really kept up this second round because, I mean, Jada Pinkett. I know. Fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh huh. Joshua Jackson, who wasn't even like credited, but he was like in I there. I know. Like they didn't even talk Portia about Portia Rossi, Rebecca Gayhart, like Omar all these Epps, names. Heather Graham. Omar Epps, exactly. Heather Timothy, Graham. Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Exactly. Uh, Tori Spelling. It just it went on and on. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the film synopsis real quick. Easy peasy, here we go. The plot synopsis is as follows. Is that how you say that? I think so. <laughs> Two years after the first series of murders, as Sydney acclimates to college life, someone donning the ghost face costumes begin a new string of killings. Okay, so yeah, that's a synopsis, and that's where we are. It's Let's talk about the beginning of the film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this me and Stacey both go at the same time to start talking. We're like very animated in the way that we're talking, too. So like we both like had a reaction, then we stopped and looked at each other. <laughs> It's just dynamic, I guess. I'm sorry. This is our and now we have this. We're sitting in a new way this time. We like changed around my office, so normally we're, we're like, facing each other yeah. dead on right now, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I love looking at Stacey talking about this because we cannot <laughs> stop laughing. I know. Like before, you were kind of off center, so I could like look away from you. There's no stopping it now. You can't get rid of this face. If you don't like my smile, then don't look this way. (laughs) Goddamn. That's a real housewives quote. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that like in a bad way. (laughs) 
okay, well, let's get freaking into it because I, God knows how long we're going to be talking about this. Oh my God, we talked last time for about two hours mm-hmm. and we were like on one. Over um, two hours. Yeah, literally. It was like, and that's from Stacey editing it down, too, <laughs> which is great. I love our banter back and forth. I because, know, like it's I said, fun. me and her can talk about fucking the Scream franchise, like, universe for hours. We I know, just had and so much fun. watching it together was like so much fun. I'm glad it we got really to do was. That. I had a good time. It was a great movie date. <laughs> okay. Let's get into it. It begins with um, a movie date. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. <laughs> How appropriate. <laughs> so it's Jada Pinkett before she was Jada Pinkett Smith. Exactly. Omar Epps. And they are both in line waiting to get into the movie theater at the premiere, sneak preview premiere yeah. of Stab. Which I think that they're at an early screening. And I think... They're, they confuse this a little bit by saying sneak preview. Yeah. Because it's definitely the whole film. They're at an early screening of the mm-hmm. movie Stab, um, which is the movie based off of the first killings in Scream. The Woodsboro The first Murders. Scream. It yes. says that as soon as they walk in, they're based off the novel The Woodsboro Murders by Gail Weathers. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that she got that credit. You know, that yeah. She's getting that coin, She's too. getting that coin, for sure, for <laughs> what she that. went through. She deserves it. She I was know. the hero at the end of the last movie. I know. She's a badass. So, love that for Love her. Gail. <laughs> You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> So they're walking in and they're like kind of giving us commentary about um, how basically just yeah. playing off the first movie, how there weren't a lot of, you know, characters that weren't white. Yeah, you know, everyone was fucking everybody white. Everybody kind of looked the same. Like, and these are two, you know, black characters who were going in there talking about like, I don't want to watch some white people getting killed. This has nothing to do with me. I have, there was nothing, you know. Yeah. This does not relate to me. Yeah, I can't relate to this. Like, but they're gonna go see because this is the newest slasher in town. And she is really hesitant because she just doesn't like scary movies. They're college students. Yeah, they're like twenty somethings or like yeah. 19. Which whenever we watched it, I thought that they were. I thought they, they look old older, as hell. Yeah. But like, you know what? They could be like going for their masters or something like that. So they totally <laughs> could be like twenty seven. Which I could see them be like 26, 27 like that. But like, yeah. they just seem like they but were. But it's adult. just literally like every time anyone's casted in anything in this time era, especially, it wasn't age appropriate. Well, especially in this franchise where they kind of like play off of that, like. They're so much they have to be sexy they mm-hmm. have to be killed and it's like so much easier to kill somebody over the age of 18 looks, yeah exactly than it's it very is uncomfortable. to like kill a fucking 15 year old or yeah. some shit anyways so they're there they're making their commentary basically on how black people are underrepresented in fucking films in horror movies horror film if, yeah yeah and if they are in the movie they're killed off in the beginning which is why I don't get what happens next. Which is exactly why I think what happens next. I think that they're playing next, off of that. Just like, to be as meta as possible. Totally. Like, so they go inside the movie theater. They're all given, like, a free mask and, like, ghost face, like, Yeah, it's cloak. like sponsorship of yeah. the movie or whatever. Which I could see maybe that being, like, a one-time deal, but it didn't seem... It just seemed like it was another night of the movies. It didn't seem like it was, like, any, like, big, like, premiere... So they get the fucking <laughs> costumes or whatever. Yeah. They, they're given the costumes on the way in, and then they go and they take continue their seats. talking. Yeah, they continue and talking. And it's like a fucking madhouse in there. Everybody's like going buck wild. Everybody's wearing like the, all the costumes. Stuff they were given. They were They've given all fake got knives, knives that yeah. glow in the dark. Interesting. What? I guess. I was telling David like I don't see how this could be possible. I feel like this amount of rowdiness is like not appropriate for like an the event that happened a setting. 
of a movie theater. Well, not only just a movie theater. Think about the fact that this is like these were real murders. Yeah, these are. It's not like this is like Freddy Krueger. Yeah, this is based off the you know rape and murder of this woman from this California town. Like that's fucked up to celebrate it so heavily. Very much so, but that's also maybe a commentary on the fact that like we celebrate it in media all the time, regardless. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. Kevin Williamson. There's so much commentary <laughs> like oozing. But, um, so they go in and they sit down for a while and the movie starts and it starts with Heather Graham is playing like the role of Casey. Yeah. Uh, they totally change it up. Which, well, they, they get some things right and they get some things wrong. They definitely Hollywood it up. They knew that she had the popcorn, so they have the popcorn in the scene, like going, but they have her going in the shower. Which so like, why the fuck is she taking a shower? She was never going to the shower at yeah. all. Yeah, she's not in a robe when she was killed in the first movie. Yeah. They definitely sex it they, up. Exactly, which is uh, yeah, another commentary. Yeah, mm-hmm. On, yeah. Just like over-sexualizing women in general. But Maybe anyways, especially in horror movies, too. Definitely. It's always um, about the tits and then you die. Exactly. And that's, you know, what you see happen. But we already know what's going to happen because we saw what happened to Casey in the first movie. Um, but the whole time that they're, we're seeing this first f- scene of the movie we're watching, they're watching a movie, the first scene of Stab, it's like mm-hmm. super meta. Like, scene on it's scene. So, on, it's like yeah, layers it's so on crazy. layers on layers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And um, you kind of, you're going through like the house with Heather Graham and she's being harassed or whatever. And then, like, um, she stopped, like, uh, Jada Pinkett's character just is like, all right, I'm going to go get popcorn now. Yeah, and she, and I know, they, like, no one gives a fuck about this movie. Everyone's in and out. Yeah, everybody's, like, in and out going, getting popcorn, like, doing this, doing that. Like, so she goes out there, gets popcorn, like, she hears from behind her, this isn't funny. Like, this was based off a real thing, which is like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? This is weird. She's like, that... I'm leaving. I don't want to go back in there. This which, is honestly, cra- like, scary. Which I might have been my reaction if yeah. I was, like, sitting in there. I'm like, this I'm, is fucked up. And especially now in an age, like, we've seen the, like, Aurora That's what I'm saying. Right shootings. now, it yeah, wouldn't happen. It couldn't happen. It couldn't happen. And that's what I said. It might have been, like, an earlier, like, 2000s. I remember, like, think, you used to be able to, like, walk around, like, airports and stuff, like, for, like willy-nilly. Like, now you're not allowed to do, like, anything. There's a yeah. lot more of, like, just, like, a... Like, keep your fucking tone down. <laughs> basically, like, everywhere that you go that I feel like happened after, like, 9-11. Definitely. Um, and, like, all of the, just, I don't yeah, know, the so mass shootings like, that now happen. Yeah, Columbine's, all of that type of business. But, like, this is before that. This yeah. is 1997. Which, Scream came out in 1996, so the movie came out in 1997. So this is literally one year later. They were already happened. writing this, like, as soon as Scream was done. You have done. to understand, like, how fast that is. Like, damn, they film this. They film this movie, like, on all of the other characters, all of the main characters, like... Off times. Yeah. So, like... Yeah, because Ned's Ned doing Party, Party of Five. Five. Yeah. Um, uh, Courtney Cox is doing Friends. Sarah Michelle Gellar is doing Buffy. Buffy. Dewey is doing fucking... Uh, probably, like... I don't uh, fucking know. C-Spot Run or something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're busy. They're busy people. Yeah. So, they have to, like, cram this movie and get it knocked out as fast as possible. So, this movie comes out in 1997. But I think it was a little too fast. I think it did come out a little bit too fast, but I, I kind of like that because it was kind of like one after the other. It was like, bam, bam. Like, yeah. we were just like thrown in there, which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it didn't really make a difference to me, though, because I didn't catch up with this series until I was older. But yeah. the, you saw it as it came yeah, out. Yeah, I saw them like kind of So that's kind of more special, other, yeah. Which was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she goes back in and he she like... She gets a medium... Yeah. Popcorn, no butter. No butter. And a diet Pepsi. And like you can already see the um 
better quality of film uh, just a year later mm-hmm. like but it i really so, i think it changes the mood for me and that's why i it makes can't, it seems like a lot like a lot of time has passed but really only one year has passed yeah and i can't get into it as much because of that and that's why i've never been able to i love scream 2 mm-hmm. for sure it's my second favorite of the franchise but i can't dive into it like i do scream because it feels so like we are making a movie. Yeah. And the it first feel one feels so much more authentic. Yeah. And you get that grittiness from the film quality. And this one is super bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. And it's just different. And it like, yeah, takes like me out kills, of it kind yeah, of. Yeah, like Randy's death. And yeah, a lot of that. Oops, spoiler, spoiler. alert. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going back inside the movies. And like he like pops up on her. And she's like ready to fight. She's like, bitch. Like, yeah, she is on edge. She is on edge. Like it's a scary movie. And she sees all these fucking it's crazy ass white people. scary, bitch. Like get over it. <laughs> I don't know. Like, she wanted to go see the Sandra Bullock movie down the road, yeah, though. Yeah, which I'm assuming was like Speed at the time. Probably. It probably was Speed. Speed too. Yeah. Um, County Reeves. Yeah. And, uh, I love that. Love that for that. So he's like in a fucking closet or something. He like jumps out of the closet. He's wearing the same clothes as he was wearing like but he has the a mask entire on. time. But he has a mask on. So she's like, bitch. She like posts up like she's about to fight. They like kiss. It's kind of hot. Yeah. Um, but still, he's out of the theater. Everyone's missing this fucking it's movie. It's like literally the beginning of the movie. Well, think about it. The beginning of the movie, Scream, is one of the most iconic parts. Yeah. Why are these people like acting like it's not? Like, yeah. I don't know. It kind of bugs me. It does me too. I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he scares her. They He decides he's, he's going to go to the bathroom and she's going to go find their seats. So, they split up. He goes into the bathroom. The two st- the two urinals are taken up. He like walks in there. There's two guys that like turn around. They're at the both same time. in full costume, scream costume, ghost face costume. Scary. It is, and it's weird. Like these people are. Dr- I don't know how many costumes sell on the shelves that are actual killers. Like this is a we don't weird have, reality. Yeah, we don't have Jeffrey Dahmer costumes. No, no we don't no, have no. like I don't, I don't know. We do have like Hitler costumes and stuff. I guess that's weird. I mean, yeah, but that's like that's like any SS officer. That's like historical. Yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, I guess weird shit. I'm like defending it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just strange to me that everyone's glorifying yeah. so much. But um. So the urinals are taken. He has to go to the stall. So he goes into the stall. He goes to the first stall. It doesn't open. It's locked. Goes to the second stall. Walks in. Takes a piss. And then he's like, he hears like whispering in the other stall. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, you can barely hear what they're saying. We had to rewind it. And it said yeah. something like, Mommy, Billy. Yeah. It's like talking about Billy, Mommy. Like, I promise I won't do it again. Like, shit. Weird, yeah, weird shit. That like is also kind of out of character for this killer. Yeah. And I didn't get it. But, I thought it was like very like. Well, have you seen the movie Black Christmas? Yes. Yeah, I that's love what it like. Black it Christmas. reminded me kind of of I that. I just Remember, watched Black Christmas. They're making like a remake. I know. I'm I like the actress. In I it. was about to say that. I like yeah. Her. yeah. <laughs> have you seen I'm Green curious. Room? Green Is that the um, with her in it when they're like the band? Is that by Eli Roth or who's? No, you're talking about Green Inferno. Oh yeah, that's totally different. Watch um, Green Room. It's okay. sick. I'll have to check it out. It's on Netflix. Cool. Um. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Netflix. No, I fucking wish. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I know. Maybe one day. Hit me up. <laughs> um, so he's in that stall and he hears it. So he puts his head to the fucking stall wall. Which, which is, like, what? is weird. I would be like, literally like, I don't give a fuck about that. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Like, that's how I would react. But he puts his head to the stall. 
the killer is on the other side, knows exactly where to line up the <laughs> blade. <laughs> Stabs. Stabs him right through the fucking head. That's got to be like a lot Whoa. of pressure to go through like a fucking bathroom stall. And when he Unless pulls it out. Unless maybe in 1997 they were made out of like fucking like Shittier paper quality. Paper. You never know. <laughs> paper. <laughs> the fuck? It was a different time back in the day. Maybe they do are wild. They make the stalls out of paper. What the fuck? Um, no, but like... It shows him pull his knife out, Oof. and it shows the hole in it. It looks legit. It looks like he stabbed through a fucking stall. But like that just like scares me. Like thinking about like somebody stabbing in my ear and then like so pulling he, it out. Like you know ooh. your head is like ringing. Oh! oh! <laughs> so he dies, and it's sad and it's weird. It's kind of sad. I mean, like you don't really like get you don't too much know him. A, yeah. But it's like fuck, dude. You just got murdered. And like in such a shitty like way. You're dying in a fucking bathroom of a movie theater. It smells bad back there. Yeah, it's like piss on the floor. It's like sticky. <laughs> So then the killer takes his jacket. He's wearing like a, le- a, le- a brown leather jacket and goes, goes back into the movie and sits beside her like it's him. And she thinks it's him like f- fucking around with the mask on. And it's the part where Heather Graham playing Casey Becker is about like, she's about to get killed. And Jada Pinkett is like grabbing him like, Oh my God, here it comes. Here it comes. She's like ah! grabbing his arm and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like I would be able to feel the difference between the size and stuff. And like, if my, this this doesn't feel like my boyfriend's arm. Like, well, and then she, it's like, well, immediately after that, she like, she takes her hands off and she's like, huh? And there's blood on her hands. And then he looks at her and And she goes, "Ah!" (laughs) does she? She's, "Ah!" (laughs) he stabs her in the stomach. God damn. And like, everyone's hysterical because they're just going crazy because she's getting killed too. They're they're watching Casey get killed on screen. Simultaneously dying, which is pretty fucking crazy. And she's like, gets stabbed. She's like walking. He like stabs her a couple more times as she's walking. No, later on, Timothy Oliphant mentions how many times she's stabbed. Like, and it's for a split second, and he says eight times. Damn. Like, eight he's times like walking in front of this crowd of people. That are just like watching this. I feel like I'd be able people to like start tell to the notice. difference. Some people don't start to notice. Some people are like looking. Some guy gets blood on his arm, and he's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then she walks her, and then he, the killer disappears. She walks up to the screen. Yeah. He like disappears into the crowd because everybody has on a ghost face uniform. Yeah. And uniform. she walks up there, and she just like lets out this wail. Yes. It's like, oh it's my gosh. so heartbreaking. It's like guttural. She's and she's like, like on her knees. It's like, ugh. Like blood everywhere. And then she's dead. And then she falls back. Very dramatic. Like, it's a really great death. This I thought very, she fucking rocked it. This one like played up the drama so much more than the first one. The first one like made fun of the drama. This one was like, let's go all out with I drama. liked the beginning. I remember thinking, that's a great beginning. This is going to be awesome. And it kind of letting me down in ways afterwards. So it was kind of a bummer. But this beginning was good. It was legit. It was a good little starter. Yeah. It not was. to say I don't like this movie. I do. But nothing compares to the first one for Literally, me. Literally, yeah. Okay, so that was the first scene, and you get the the scream, like you get the stab slash through. across the scream logo. And it's scream two. Scream We're in two. The <laughs> and um, then it opens on Sydney, and that bitch is now in college, <laughs> and she's like laying in her awesome ass dorm 
that is yeah, really like, way amazing. too fucking nice. Like she's got short hair now. She's looking real good. She's re- looking real cute. She got she's, short, like dark brown hair. She's got a picture of her mother sitting, be- her and her mother sitting beside her. That same her picture bed, from Scream One, which is like sad. Yeah. Like we're no picture of her dad, <laughs> and she doesn't I talk know. about her dad. Yeah, her dad never comes up. One like he must not have been available because I swear he pops up in the third one. It must have been like the third. It's one. either the third or the fourth one. He pops up though. He I really know, does. but like, I just so weird. Yeah, he's in the third one because jumping to the third one, which we'll maybe cover Eventually, one day because we kind of hate day. it. But <laughs> no, we love it. He, you know, yeah, we just it's love, a love hate. We love Nev Campbell and we love the. Character we like of watching Sydney. this. We world. like this universe. Yeah. Some, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. You know, sequels always just. Don't cut it, which they do. They bring up that in this one, which is really funny. They talk about sequels that outdid the originals. Well, this is definitely not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, let's not get on the topic of Scream 3. Let's just move forward. So, Nev is now, or Sydney is now in college. She's and got short hair. She's looking real good. She's waking up. It's she's like perfect day. W- wakey, eggs and bakey. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. <laughs> and we meet her roommate, Hallie. Hallie. Who's played by, Elise what's her name Neal. again? Elise Neal. Who she um, walks in there and she turns on the TV and immediately what's on, on the TV? News about the fucking murders. Cutting. Like, oh yeah. Why does she leave this on for Sydney? Like it knowing what? Like, yeah, it's he. He's like talking about the murders or whatever. Why does she leave that on for Sydney, knowing like the history? Like that's like that's triggering. Going on there? Literally, yeah. like she's like, mm, watch a bit. I know. Yeah, I, like sit back and. <laughs> well, that plays into something that we'll talk about later on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Which I think might be from yeah. So, <laughs> so she turns on uh, the whatever the fuck. current edition. I yeah. think it's what it's called. And they basically are waking up, getting ready for their day. They're walking out into the hallway. So he's like, nah, I ain't even watching this shit. Like, yeah. I lived it. Yeah. She walks out yeah. to the hallway and some like rando girl walks up to them. She's, she's like, like, did you guys hear? Did you hear the news? Hear Remember? the news? She like grabs her chest. <laughs> Alert the news in the media. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And she's like, no, what? Or I don't even know what she says, but, uh, and then. So Sydney like, is like, what? And so she like walks out the doors and here it is, another scene of her getting mobbed by reporters yeah. who are on the scene to cover these murders. And they're coming out. after her because she was involved in the first ones. They think it's a copycat. It has to be. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. So they're like literally like right up in her face. And they're like, she's just like, I ain't talking. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I got somebody I gotta see. So we need to also talk about how the names, that the, the people who were killed... Maureen, Jada Pinkett Smith was so saying... So all we know at this point is that her name is Maureen. Yes. Which was also the name of Sydney's mother. Yes. Hmm. His name was Phil Stevens. And Why does that sound so familiar? <laughs> Casey's boyfriend was named Steven. I don't know if that uh, will wait, tie that in. Casey is going to be next? Who plays Casey in this movie? <laughs> so stupid. Heather Graham is going to die? <laughs> So yeah, so those are those little things are tying in throughout. And uh, anyways, moving on. So Sydney is going to go visit one of her old friends that she made in well, not that she made that she had in the last movie, <laughs> yeah. Randy, who is in his like film like class. And that's where they're talking about, where they're sequels, talking about sequels that outdid the originals. Just you know, they bring up meta. They bring up. Aliens being better than Alien, they Terminator up, 2 being yeah. better than Terminator, Godfather 2 being Godfather, better than Godfather 1. Yeah, um, they talk about House 2, The Last Story being better than the first one, not <laughs> at all. Um, 
all these sequels, Basically, they have a discussion about it sequels all. Sequels suck because we're in the second movie. Yeah, it's because Wes Craven can't on. help himself. He just loves it. Kevin Williamson, like true, he true, is true. Just so just, he loves just referencing. Like, yes, his own fucking work. Every most like in every sentence that's uttered, there's a reference. Yeah, more than likely. So, <laughs> so we, we in that find classroom, something. We meet, let's talk about who we meet in that classroom, though. Yeah, from. The whole from the scene. Okay, yeah. so we're we've got Randy, who yeah. we already know from the first one. Mm-hmm. We've got he has a horrible goatee. I thought he looked kind of cute. No, I hate the goatee. <laughs> he needs to shave it. Sarah Michelle Gellar, <laughs> who's who playing Cece Cooper. Mm-hmm. We've got Timothy Oliphant. How do you pronounce the last Oliphant. name? Oliphant. Oliphant. Like Elephant. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, who's playing Mickey. Mickey. Who is like one of the gang? Yeah. Then you also have like a couple of randos. Joshua Jackson's in the scene. His first thing on film. Same with Timothy Oliphant. Both of their first roles. Wait, this was jo- no. This isn't Joshua Jackson's first role because he was in the Mighty Ducks. Was he? He was a yeah. He's in the Mighty Ducks. I'm so good. I love those movies. I love I those movies too. Those- but I can literally not make up anyone's face in my head. I just know I watched. Yeah, them all. he was. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I. Other than the coach, what if I made I that up? See, I can see the what coach. What if I'm in my like head? literally losing my mind? I don't think mind. it was Joshua Jackson. I will Jackson. look that up right now. Okay. okay, so we watched. We're listening to the scene. Um, the professor is in there talking to the class about all of this, and I thought that he was going to like play a bigger role later on, but he doesn't. Not at That's all. literally his only scene. They set up everybody once again. But they basically end up talking about what had happened the night before, where we find out that 300 people watched this, them be fucking murdered. These kids be murdered. Yeah. yeah, at the movie theater. Sydney's there. She sees fucking Randy, and she's like, "We gotta go." Yeah, and, and they then the professor talking. like looks over, sees Sydney's there, he's like. Class is done. We're done. She has to talk to him. Yeah. Like, this is business at hand. Like, this, the script calls for it, so the <laughs> class got in right now. So Randy's, like, just gets a shame and walks out there with Sydney. They're walking and around. And he's acting like a douchebag. I'm sorry. Well, he says, like, this he, time the geek gets the girl. And he, like, sprays breath. He's like, what would you do to make the sequel oh, yeah. better? And he's like, this time. Or, I'll let the geek get the girl. <laughs> and he, like, sprays his mouth spray and, like, walks around. So you're like, uh, are him and Sydney together? Because they're, like, walking down the hallway. Yeah, it but then like you see somebody that. like running up behind them while they're talking about what happened. Yeah, um, and it is Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell playing Derek. Derek, who I liked his character. I liked it, but he also is very boring. Um, he's like very vanilla, but also he's like very good for Sydney. But another thing about this franchise is like you never get to know a lot about the character in terms of like what they like or dislike, other than Randy. Because you know, you know he's in the movies. You know he's very knowledgeable about it all. Mm-hmm. Sid, you never get to figure out what she enjoys. You never well, get to no, figure out what... Acting? Yeah, but they that, literally were just like, we're yeah, going to make her act. Yeah. Like, that was never a fucking dream of hers. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But it, like, it's weird like that. Like you They kind of gave him some personality, though, with like him singing to her in the cafeteria. Like That was just like very sweet and very just like... Vanilla, like, they're super vanilla people. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. And like, I don't know. It's like sweet that she kind of gets like a couple of nice moments in this yeah. film because she really otherwise gets really just her like, life is just hell. Fuck. <laughs> so um, you meet him and yeah, Sherry O'Connell. He's like preppy, sweet boyfriend. He's a frat boy. He's a frat boy. So that's yeah, that's basically his like character. He's a frat boy. Yeah, but he's nice. Yeah, and he treats her well. He seems to treat her well. I so, mean, but they set him up the whole time. Kind of like Billy. It could be him. Kind of like Billy, exactly. But so, Billy was not that supportive whatsoever at all. He wasn't. Billy was like an asshole kind of in the first film. Yes. Um. So uh, they basically are walking through the campus, and who do they <laughs> run up on? Literally, Dewey lost in the field. Wait, is this oh, Dewey? When- no, they run into somebody else first. They run into Miss Courtney. Fabulous. 
Miss Fabulous Courtney Cox in As that fucking Weathers. outfit. I love her outfit that she's wearing there. She's wearing like this like this two piece like tank business type suit yeah I don't, know, I don't even know how to describe it like a short skirt and uh-huh. like it's black but then it has like these like big large like expensive looking buttons on it she like all the way like down very, the front like, reporter from like the 90s, 90s like, yeah she has these streaks now her hair is short too it's got these streaks. big red streaks which i love her look in this one she's so she's real thin she literally Courtney cox is just a tiny girl she kind of looked like a porn star to me like with a <laughs> hair but that was very 90s like the it big was. chunky highlight huge like just thick yeah like, she had like a whole chunks. chunk in the front that was pure red like red here red here black here red here red here it was yeah interesting i want to kind of do it i liked it it's kind of hot <laughs> yeah, 90s back. so uh, she rolls up on the campus and we also meet another character and jackie Oh. oh yeah, yeah, Joel and Aunt Jackie also. Yeah, Aunt uh, Jackie from Roseanne. I can't remember what her her name is. Debbie Salt. Debbie Salt. In the, in the movie, her real name is it's Laurie Metcalf. Yeah. You know her recently from Lady Bird. She was nominated for an Oscar for Lady Bird. She plays a mom. I I never, never saw it either. Lady Bird. But I know she's in it. Maybe it's on Amazon Prime. She's also Aunt Jackie from Roseanne. Is what I That's know her from I know most. Her from. <laughs> Yeah, I love her though. She's I good. I love her too. So we're just like we're just meeting like new person after new person oh, here. God, it's just who stacked. rolls up here now? Because it's like the gang is hanging out. Yeah, well she's well she's talking to Jamie Kennedy, and then we he, she stumbles upon Dewey, who has showed up because he wants to like be there for Sid. Well, no, first she sees the sorority girls. They walk up to oh, her. Oh, it is so many people one after the yeah, other. Yeah, you just like bam, you meet like Gail again. Then you meet the Debbie Saul. Then you meet. Debbie Salt's basically like trailing Gail, trying to like ride her coattails. Basically, she she's says she's a reporter she's a as fan. well. She says she's a big fan. I read that the book. Been to I love convention. it. Yeah, all this like craziness. She's annoying. <laughs> so like Sid is like looking around and she spots Dewey. Yeah, well, let's talk about her meeting the sorority girls. So she meets them. them and like they're just like it's um dumb. Rebecca Gayhart, Rebecca Gayhart, and Portia de Rossi. Portia de Rossi, and they're just like stupid. They are super girls. annoying, and they are like. Literally like, oh my god, are you gonna like pledge for Kappa Sigma Pi, whatever? Their scenes are literally just to stand next to one another and say something. And be like, like I fucking like clucked at each scene. I would have been like, okay, I get exactly what you're saying. Oh, and they're so opposite. Like her boyfriend even um like comments on it. She's he's like, if you pledge for them, are you gonna start dressing like them? Because Sid's very like dark tones. She's very like Earth cool tones, looking. Yeah, like, she like a lot of brown. Looks like a badass. Yeah. And these girls are literally like floral tiny dresses and heels and sweaters like folded across their shoulders. Kind of like exactly what Elise Neal's character Hallie is wearing because she's like very yeah, colorful like, too. She Sid wears is, like those platform little heels. Sid kind of stands out like she's not following the trends of everyone. Yeah, she's like going into it just like she is a lot. She's a different person. She's changed. She's been through some shit that a lot of them haven't so like a oh. lot of her light has been sucked out, you know? Yeah. So she, that is why she's like She's like hardened. Yeah, exactly. And we didn't mention at the very beginning of the movie um, she gets a call Remember? Oh, and that's yeah. how she wakes up and it's like, Hello, Sydney. And she's like, uh She's like rolling Hi. her eyes. And he's like, Do you know who this is? And she picks up her fucking caller ID and she's like, Corey Gillis. Corey yeah. Five five five. Yeah, whatever. And she's like, you know, it's a it's a criminal offense to make prank phone calls, like da da da. And I'm like, a year later they have this technology, but this bitch didn't have it when she really needed it. Well from 
Had what, it, I, but it did spark. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it went up like threefold. Like, they're making from the, commentary on yeah, that. Yeah. They're like, everybody like fucking pick one up afterwards. Yeah. They're like, like you know, I want to know who's calling me actually. <laughs> I kind of would like to know that too. And yeah. It's important. I don't blame her. <laughs> That's all I'll say on that. So. so yeah, we meet them. We kind of get a sense of like, everyone wants a piece of her, it seems, but only because of who she is. She is. Yeah. Especially the sorority girls. They really want her to pledge this house. She's not interested. Then that's when she spots Dewey and she's like, uh, I gotta go. He's like randomly like walking like <laughs> in a field. He looks like a lost fucking like little boy. Him, like, what? I know. I'm like, what? Why would he? <laughs> like, why? Did, why can he just be Dewey walking towards her? Dewey seems so strange in this one to me. Well, I feel like maybe he. Like... I think he's. It's trying to show him a little bit like he lost it a little bit yeah. because of what happened. Yeah. So he has a limp because he was stabbed in the first one, in the back. And it was a severed nerve. He yeah. says that a few times. It's sad. <laughs> Everyone's like, why do you... I think Jamie Kinney is like, oh, and by the way, why like, why do you have a limp? I thought you were stabbed in the back. He's like, severed nerve. So yeah, um, he's limping around and he's kind of out of it. He's not a cop he's anymore. He's like, I'm here for you, basically. He shows said, up because yeah. he really doesn't know what else to do. Yeah, he's got to like, help this is going on again and... I gotta be here for you. Yeah. Basically, you know, he like, lost we don't think about Tatum Yeah, we don't think about movie. how his sister was fucking murdered. Like, he has a little bit of her, I guess, in Sydney there. So she kind Definitely. of like became like a surrogate sister to him. Yeah, it's like a big brother kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so... So Cotton and Gail roll up on Sid. I know! Out of nowhere. Like, this day has been hell for Sydney. Like, one after the other. Bam, 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 bam. Literally. Sid, Sid, Sid. And now fucking Cotton Weary is in her face. And he just got exonerated The man who was having an affair with her mother. Yeah. Like, while she was married to her father. Like... It's still... Yeah, he didn't kill, but you need to keep your distance. Yeah, you, like... Yeah. Be respectful. Yeah. And And he doesn't want to be. Basically, this whole movie, he's harassing her. And they try to play it off, like, where he's like, Gail, I thought that this was, like, cool. But then, like, later on, you see, like, his true colors. Like, that's all he wanted. Like, he's just there for, like, the show. Like, whenever people are around, like, he's, like, on it. He wants his 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And he wants her to go on Diane Sawyer with him. She's like, it's $10,000. Come on, let's go. All this craziness. But basically, Gail and Sydney are just like, Sydney is pissed that Gail is there. She's like, bitch, bam. Gail says something out of the line, and Sydney backhands Hits her again. Hits her again. And, like, I wish. Not I as know, iconic. It wasn't as iconic. And then, like, her friend was all like. She's just like, did you get that? And oh, then yeah. And Joel's yeah, like, I got that did on I film. get that on film? And then, yeah, yeah. He goes, she goes, did you get that on film? He goes, yeah, I got that on film. I, like, I love that. That was, like, one of my, one of my like, laughed out loud. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, basically. still not as iconic. It definitely wasn't. So, basically, like, she continues on, and Dewey and Gail go to talk to one another. Yeah, like, and you realize that they're not together. They have bad blood because yeah, of Which kind of bums me out. It does, but, like, for the fact... I feel like Dewey, like... He's being a little sensitive bitch. He's being sensitive, but at the same time, like... What they went through was very traumatic, and he maybe feels like she should have a little bit more respect for him considering he, what they went through. Yeah, and he did try his hardest to help as much, much exactly. as he could. He went in that fucking house so and for ended her up to be, getting stabbed. But at the same time, it's like she's not saying this. She's just like creating a story. She's a creating character. a narrative. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and so she tries to say it. that, but he still, it's Basically, for someone who you're supposed to love. Yeah, she said like he's kind of dopey, whatever. And he like goes off and he does like this thing that Kevin Williamson does in like a lot of his scripts where he gets into like this specific type of talk which is like very just like big words like like sort of speaking a lot more intelligently than they should be at that time but he uses it as like a way to like defend himself yeah Yeah. so that was it's just something that Kevin Williamson 
that Kevin Williamson does a lot mm. that I've noticed. Um, but I didn't mind it. It was kind of funny. No, he yeah, just, it he is. Got, like, He's, pops off. But he looks kind of like hell. He looks like... He does look awful, but he like... He does something at the end of it too, like he looks so much more put together in the first. He one. shades her at the end. Definitely. He goes. He like walks away and then he comes back. He comes back. He has nice streaks. That's when I knew that a gay man like wrote this. Like, come on, like I'm sorry, a straight man wouldn't go back there and be like that. I feel like a straight man might go back there and be like, hey, I still beat it up and like <laughs> that. Like, but I feel like he wouldn't do nice streaks. Yeah, I know. That's, that's something I'd say. <laughs> How do you know that my dim-witted inexperience isn't merely a subtle form of manipulation used to lower people's expectations, thereby enhancing my ability to effectively maneuver within any given situation? I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say. No, I'm the one that's sorry. I misjudged you. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have some oozing to do. One more thing. Nice streaks. Wow. I love that. Anyway, so... So, we get to the next scene, which is Cece. Oh, gosh. Okay, so Sarah Michelle Gellar, which, love this scene. One of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. She is she's just awesome. Amazing. I love Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. She's been in so many just iconic roles. Like, I love her so much. So, she's sitting on her couch. She's in a sorority also. She's the girl who they chose to stay home in case people need a ride home from the party later, which... Which is sweet, I guess, but, like... But why do they need a car they're on campus? That was what I was going to say, too, like... It's very much just, we need a girl to be alone in this house by herself. Basically. So, she's sitting there. She's watching TV with her... Talking on the phone with her friend. Mm-hmm. Referencing Party of Five. I don't know if you caught that, but she's talking about, like, Bailey and Sarah. Yeah! Bailey is, like, one of the brothers on the show, and Sarah's Jennifer Love Hewitt's character. They definitely reference Party of Five, yeah. Yeah, so, so they're cool. talking about that, because Nev Campbell was, obviously, Julia in Party of Five. That's um, so funny. I love that show, though. It's so good. I need to watch it. So good. I know. I'm going to love it. Gretchen Wieners is a little girl on it. I know. I know. I, I remember like, that. It's just like a totally different character because she's like a little she's nerdy, little, like right? prodigy. Like she like is like a violinist or like a pianist or something like that. But like she's just like a very smart character compared to like the bad Gretchen like, Wieners. Like, yeah. My dad, the creator of Toaster Strudels. Toaster Strudels? <laughs> I'll not be happy to hear about this. <laughs> So, basically, she's sitting at the house by herself, talking to her friend, but she gets another phone call. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Hello, hold on CC. one second, uh, I gotta answer the other line. So that's now a thing, yeah. which is cool. Um, yeah, and it's like, the creepy killer voice, and... Hello, Cece. Yeah, he freaks her out a little bit. Um, I think, does she hang up on him? Or she goes back to the line, and she's like... She's like, hey, she, knows, she thinks it's me. Todd. She oh, thinks yeah. it's her boyfriend. She's like, what, are you drunk? Do you need help? Like, mm-hmm. let me know. I'll come get you. And he's like, it's not Todd, or whatever. His usual shit. She's like, <gasps> he's like, she oh, hangs God. up. Yeah, and then her friend calls back. Was it Todd? And she's like, no, there's some creep trying to mess with me or something. Then she starts hearing noises upstairs, and she's like, I heard something. I don't think I'm alone, or whatever. Someone's here. Yeah, and... It gets a little creepier and creepier, and then out of like this dark hallway, or no, she says, "I'm gonna get out of here," and she starts to walk out. She starts to walk out. She like, kind of loses phone service because it is a landline, and her friend's like, "Why don't you call ca- campus security?" And she's like, "Okay." So she tries to call outside, still can't get service. She's kind of forced to go back inside because of that. Yeah. 
And then that's when we get this stupid jump scare of like one last friend that was still in the house that pops up out of nowhere like, I'm on my way out. <laughs> um, see you later. Which is played by like Jodie Lynn O'Keefe who is like another like role but they don't reference her which I thought was kind of Yeah, like, it's a very pity. small role. <laughs> um, phone rings right before she leaves. The girl answers it and is like, it's for you. It's Todd. And then... Uh, and she walks out the door and she's like, bye. And she leaves. Like really quick. Yeah. Then Cece's like... Hey Todd, and he, and she and what does he say? He says something really funny here. I don't even remember what it was. He's it was like, like, he's like, uh, would you be surprised? I don't remember. I'll play it. Yeah. Something about not being Todd. You wish it was Ted. And she's like, <gasps> and then he fucking like pops out from behind her, right? He's like right behind her. He like busts up out of the closet door. That's what it is. That's what it is. And like she's like, like ah! the closet that's like right in front of her. Like that you're not expecting him to jump out. You're yeah. thinking that he's gonna like be behind her or something. But then he pops out of there. And you're like, ah. So she and they go through is, a fucking race through the house. She is off. Yeah. <laughs> she goes up the stairs, throwing fucking bicycles down the stairs, throwing a fucking potted plant at him. This which is, is like the biggest fucking house though. Like she's running up the stairs, and then into like this room to this room to this room to like up these stairs. Yeah. So yeah, I know there was like so many doorways. You mentioned that like later too. Whenever Sydney's doing the same thing, you're like, yeah, how I feel many like that fucking rooms does this house have? Yeah, because it's definitely a set. They have to be like where they run like, like yeah, running, like, <laughs> it's like an S formation or something like that. Yeah. Um. So they definitely scary movie definitely took that stuff from this yeah, though. Whenever grandma, she's throwing yeah. all this shit down the stairs, <laughs> she's like grandma. <laughs> He's like hi baby. Oh. <laughs> Um, so she gets upstairs. She go- tries to go to the balcony. I don't know what she's thinking. She's just like, I gotta get away from this guy. She he literally catches, is running to like the attic room. Catches up to he her. He throws her ass out the door, which, ow. Out the window, onto the balcony. And she's like trying to get up. He grabs her, stabs her twice in the back. Then throws her off the fucking balcony and... To her death. To her death. And Sarah Michelle Gellar did that stunt herself because she's a badass. Buffy, hello. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love her so much. Me Helen, too. Buffy, fucking every... She, She's so fucking cool. Kendall. It's so sad that she died, and I know what you did last summer. She should have survived. She survived in the book. What the fuck? Why'd they kill her then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. So shitty. Whatever. She deserved that. <laughs> but anyway. So yeah, I thought, I remember like whenever I was watching that the scene when I was so younger. That scary. When I was watching the scene when I was younger, it just seemed like it went on for so much longer. Like I felt like she fought back so much more, but maybe that was just me like relating yeah. her to like, Buffy. Like, no, totally. She's like, huh, huh, huh. I wish she could have fought like Buffy in that moment. That. I she would have gotten like They would have like paid homage to that a little bit. Just a tad bit, but I feel like she got a good scene. Like, she like picks up a steak or something in the fucking like attic. Yeah, like a piece of wood or something. <laughs> yeah. She's, Breaks it off like a steak. That'd be, that that would have been, been amazing. fun. Or she I tried to, but she yeah. like wasn't able to. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, so Buffy's dead. Cece's dead. Uh, we find out later that Cece's actual name is Casey. Hmm. hmm. So all these murders so far have had things in common with the original murders in Woodsboro. But, so who was next after Casey? What was the principal's name? Something Hembry. His last name was Hembry. That's what I'm saying. They don't ever like reference I think they again. only take those main three. I wonder why and they don't though. keep going. I wonder why they didn't continue with like Tatum and you know. Yeah, we're like Riley. Maybe they could or have maybe they considered maybe they considered like Dewey, Tate, like Tatum, O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, Sydney, obviously. Gil. I feel most bad though for fucking Jada Pinkett's Jada Pinkett and Omar Epps though because these people literally had nothing to do with any of this. Just their names happen to be. <laughs> I know. So Gail figures that out for them. Yeah. Um. So she's anyway. Awesome. 
We get to the hospital. Oh, yeah, but this whole time, Sydney and um, her roommate and her boyfriend are at a party. They're going to go to that party that you're talking at about the with the sorority, sorority house. At the Omega Zeta Beta house. And they're the really trying song. to get her to fucking join. Stay like her. Like, they came up to her. <laughs> Again. Like, oh my she comes up there. One of the girls goes, hi. And then the other girl goes, she said, he goes, hi. And she's like, no, we really mean it. Like, hi. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> But it was funny. I like that. So the, um, at, while while Cece's being killed, this is the part that everyone's at. Why yeah. Cece stayed home to be the designated sister or whatever. Sister wife, yeah. So, yeah. So everyone's like, oh my god, everyone, we have to go to the Agda Beta Zeta like house. Omega Beta Zeta. Whatever the house is called. Yeah. Lambda Kai. The Kappa 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 house. <laughs> there's ca- there's police everywhere, <laughs> and they're like, so it's like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. and. I think we get we get literally like a, everybody like dips. Everyone like, runs out so and like, goes somehow over there. Somehow Sydney, her boyfriend, are like the last two, and they're like walking out. She's like, wait, door. I need my jean jacket. I need my jacket. She's just like walking out. She like he's walks, waiting outside for her. She like comes back inside, and the phone starts ringing. And I'm like, bitch, that's not your house. Get the fuck out of there. Do not answer that phone. But she almost she like leaves, walks away, and, and she's she like, comes back. I have to. She's like, I need to I answer must. this phone. I must answer this phone. And she like answers it. And she's like. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Sydney. Uh, okay. Once Wonderful. again, whatever. Then she she's like, who is this? <laughs> and then, um, does he just pop out of fucking nowhere? She like turns around and he's like, like closing the door. Jerry! Or no, whatever. Derek. Jerry. The door. I know. Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Spraker. No, but the door closes on. He closes the door. Derek, and locks it. Locks it. Comes after. He Sydney. runs at her. She like she zoops his ass. She says boop. She pushes his ass back. He like crashes. And she like goes to the door. And she like tries to open. She's like, I want to open. It, there's like bars on the window. So no, she like he like comes back at her. Stabs through the door, which almost stabs Derek. Like how the guy died in the beginning. Somebody um, threw the door. Stabs. He's like. <laughs> So she's like off. She's like bye. She's yeah. like running. She through like, a billion doors once yeah, again. Like the killer thinks that he's gonna like all these open catch doorways. Her. Yeah. Well, that's, and also like she's like kind of lay she, out. Like, she first house. starts running. She like goes to the window. There's like bars on the outside of the window. Like what the fuck? Um, what's going on? They're trying house? to stay safe. You know what I happened? Guess. Ted Bundy on sorority row. I mean, didn't help Cece any. I guess. Anyways, <laughs> but still, got like, dark just, like, there for a second. But. She runs to the house. Killer runs after her. Like she gets she out the back door. She runs into well, her Because this killer is just so clumsy. He's yeah. Falling over everything. Falling over every single Once piece again. of furniture. Like what the fuck? Um, so he falls over like a love seat. I love that. Before you go on, I love that in the scary movie. Every time he does it, he gets up. He's like, I gotta stop drinking. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah, bitch. They act like they're fucking drunk. drunk. <laughs> well, I gotta stop. It's just it's funny, <laughs> but it's just a sign of the movie. So she runs out back, and her boyfriend's not like there to she's like, help her. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Sydney's like she's out of breath. She's, she's inside. He's inside. Whatever he, she, whoever it is at, like the, at the point, at that point, there. runs in after him. Sid stays outside. Dewey. Dewey pops up. What? Dewey like rolls up on there, and he's like, is this, she's like, she's like, he's in the house. He's in the house. And so like, Dewey like rolls inside the house, and fucking uh, Derek's on the ground, like. He went cut. that way. He okay, went that way. So keep it in mind. So Derek, he's cut. Derek is a medical student. The whole time they are setting they are setting Derek up like he is the fucking killer. If yeah. he wanted to give himself a wound that he knows exactly that how he, to do he it. knows exactly how to cut himself to where he won't like 
hit an artery or kill himself. And basically, that's what happens later on is... Why did they leave Mickey, him alive? Mickey leaves, plants seeds in Sydney's ear like, what's going on over here with Derek? Yes, exactly. Like, what happened with Derek? Like, yeah. So she's like, what this the fuck? This is life with Derek. <laughs> Y'all remember that? That Canadian show? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that happens. It's like Sid's first attack since everything the year before. So she is shook. And uh, so she's, she's crying a... her eyes out. Um, the killers fled. It's over for the time being. Yeah. So this was night one. This was the day after the first murders. The first murders. So so Cece, so uh, Marine and Phil are dead, and now Cece is dead. Now Cece's dead. The second night. Next day. The next day. So Sydney is like still at school. I know. Like, why the fuck? Get the we, fuck out the of there. The whole time we're like, leave campus. School's not that important. It's really just not. You can take like a break. I feel like if you if that was going on, I'd say if you flunk me for fleeing because my life was in danger, I'll sue you. Literally, <laughs> like I just it didn't make any sense to me. Not so she's assigned two bodyguards, basically two off duty cops who are going to follow her around. Yes. Um, and the sheriff we we should mention is um, played by David Arquette's dad. So random. Yeah, and he's like the only cop we really deal with, other than these two private detectives. Yeah. So they're like assigned to see. Very Sydney. strange. Because the first movie was full of police, it seemed like. Yeah, well Dewey was a cop too, so it just sounds like So it's like, like Dewey's it, taking the spot of like a cop being yeah, on kind of sort duty of. kind of thing. So yeah, she's assigned these two guys and I think the next scene they're in the is this where we get the lunch scene? We're getting the lunch, yeah. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> every time. Um it's kind of a light scene. So she basically yeah. lays out who the guys are. Like one, like middle-aged, like father of two. These are the then, private detectives. Yeah, and then she's got like the second guy who's like <laughs> single, Gemini, gay most likely, which I mean... David was like, did she just familiar. describe me? <laughs> it, just, it sounds familiar. Anyway, so that's my character, I guess, in the Scream franchise. You're that fucking cop? No. I'm him. <laughs> I'm him. So they're watching, uh, like, the TV, right? No, they're in the cafeteria, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's lunchtime. Yeah, so Derek, like, he starts talking. He starts talking. But, but then, he's like, like, the words are, like, so familiar. Yeah. And you're, like, you're like what, what, what's that? And then um, he starts slowly singing that song. I think, I, think I love you, but what am I so afraid of? So he just, like, gets into it. It's really kind of cute. It's and, cute. And, like I said, it's, another, it's, it's one of the few times that Sydney like, has a smile on her face. Like, yes. So I can appreciate that scene for her. Yeah. Um, this poor guy is trying so hard this whole time. Think about how crazy it would be, though, if he was a killer. Like, I know. Yeah. Like, I wish it would have been such a... Because like, he's not. Scene. He's yeah. not. But they, I'm telling you, they want you to think he is. Big time. So, he sings to her, and then he ends up... Get, he gets on the tables. Everyone's watching. All these college so, kids yeah, are eating in a fucking eating in, cafeteria. Like, the cafeteria like they're in high school. So, it's Sydney Halley. It's so It's um, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. And it's... Um, Jerry O'Connell, obviously, because on Where's the other side Jamie of town, Kennedy? well, on the other side of town, Dewey and Randy are meeting up for ice cream. Yeah, at Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins product placement because, like we saw in the scene right before the cafeteria, like the big Pepsi diet Pepsi everywhere. was everywhere on this fucking movie. Um, so definitely like sponsored. Really sponsored, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> so you get they're but, eating Baskin Robbins. Dewey loves his ice cream. But before we move on, he gives Sid oh, his, he gives his letters, letters, the necklace. 
So he's, he's like not super supposed to into do that. her. I guess you're not supposed to do that in a fraternity. Never been in one. You yeah, know, whatever. So Apparently it's tradition, but you're going to get your ass whooped. Yeah, that's... But I don't know how you I do it about because that. of what... I don't know if it's like... Did he get his ass beat or like... He just gets... You get yeah, hazed in yeah, a way. Basically. But like whenever I first saw the movie and like at the end, I thought that those were like cuts and stuff. Me too. It, I didn't and like, that, yeah. yeah, and... We'll talk about okay. that later. <laughs> <laughs> so they're eating ice cream. Dewey loves his ice cream. And they're basically talking... They're watching the TV, which is doing an interview with Tori Spelling on the Stab Movies because... Who is playing fucking... Uh, Nev Campbell. Well, Sydney it's Cam- playing Sydney yeah, Prescott. Sydney Campbell. Sorry. <laughs> Sydney Campbell. Who the fuck is Sydney Campbell? You, you missed Sydney Nev Campbell. I am out of my mind. No, Tori Spelling is playing Sydney Prescott, like how they referenced in the, in the first movie. Um, I picture you as a be- young Red or Meg Ryan myself, and she says, thanks, but I'll probably be cast as Tori Spelling. Yeah, like, just a ton of, another reference. Reference yeah. on reference on reference. Just joke on jokes on jokes. Um, so they're basically just talking about, like, Her what is going on. Whatever. Yeah. And um, you see the whole scene where they like recreate the scene where Sid is in the hallway with Billy. Like from where she was, right before she was attacked in the bathroom. In the bathroom. And Billy is played by fucking Owen, oh no, Luke Wilson. Which I'm like confused about, like how did they know about that scene? Like who knew about that I know. to talk about it? But then again, you think about it. You just it, can't think about it too much. That's why I think that. Gail must have talked to Sid, wrote about it. I wonder if the person who attacked her in the bathroom sold that story because they obviously saw her going into the bathroom so maybe they saw her beforehand whoever the fuck that was because we never even get to clarify yeah but yeah so we see that it's really funny we also hear that david schwimmer was casted to play dewey we never get to see it but i love that and someone who was like a no name just another played randy yeah which is sad (laughs) and kennedy deserved more so yeah they're talking though and, and and whenever it's over Randy's and like, we find out in I'll, the wait third one that I'll wait for it to go to video. <laughs> we find out that Courtney, or that Gail is played by this like Parker Posey type actress named Jennifer. Yeah. And it was like one of the few good things about the third movie. Yeah. Gosh. Love her. She's I love so Parker funny. Posey. So fucking funny. I um, <laughs> somebody's going to pay for this. Somebody's going to pay for this. That effect, I love her effective way of talking. I know. Um, so we get to, uh, what do we get to? We get to... Joel basically saying like I don't want to do this shit I'm reading your book now and Joel is like the new Kenny I didn't realize that shit was really this like out of bounds I didn't like realize you didn't that you, realize though you didn't realize that he's like I didn't realize that your last person got his head chopped off or like disemboweled or something like that yeah gutted um and he like kind of like tries to quit whatever um and does he quit then no cause he comes back he stays on, for like a second for just a little bit more and then he's like bye yeah <laughs> Um, but so like basically Dewey, Dewey, um, Gail and Randy start talking, hanging out. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is they the get, scene. Yeah. Where they're on campus and they're like kind of just discussing everything still. And Randy gets a phone call. And Randy gets a phone call. He picks up Gail's phone. Yeah. It, yeah. If he wouldn't have picked up Gail's phone. Fuck. I know. Been. There's so many what ifs if he would have changed. Well, think about it too. Cause Randy obviously wouldn't be going over to the news van. I know. That's where Gail would be going if she was she targeting would be Gail at that time. Yeah, exactly. And I believe, well, we'll talk about the rewrite, but I believe yeah. she was meant to die in this one. Gail was originally meant to die. Damn. Yeah. So that I'm glad that really, didn't happen because yeah. she becomes such a strong character. She's so strong in this one. She's still that bad bitch who is willing to do anything to fucking make a name for herself, and she's bad as fuck. And everywhere she goes, people are looking to Gail. 
to like for example to lead by example and she really yeah. does she really is just like that voice she's a really good journalist so we cut from that scene so they're on the phone with the killer and they know and he's like he's around them somewhere yeah he's like fuck dude this is the killer what, what should I do he's like, like keep him I, on the phone yeah, I know that you're somewhere around because he's like telling them I see you guys like yeah he's telling them their movements where they are yeah so basically he, we go from that scene they're like we need to find everybody who's like talking on a cell phone which I mean 1997 yeah you can still like not everyone still had one yeah so they're running around campus and we switch over to the scene with Sydney in the library okay so this is Sid- simultaneously yeah, this happening yeah going on at the same time so Sydney's in the library why is Sydney in the library she's like studying <laughs> I don't know. so she's on the computer and she gets an instant message you're gonna I'm- die <laughs> you're gonna die tonight I'm like okay She's like, no. We both no, laughed so no, hard. No, she's she like, like falls back, like the seat falls back, like she's like, he's in here. They're the two, in here. The two guys like run out there and they're like pulling everybody inside. Is it you? Is it you? Is it you? And so Sydney's like, she's like, she's backing back. she's like, away. No, yeah. no, not again. And so she like walks around a corner and who fucking ambushes her ass? But cotton weary. Serious cotton weary. Liam Schreiber, who has a big role in this that I forgot about. He does have a pretty big role. But harassing like, her. Har- exactly, harassing her. He gets so close to her face. Yes, we were like, talking about... <laughs> Dave was like up in her face. Dave was like, imagine if I was this close to you and he like put his face close to me. It was fucking close. Like, it's too very, close to have a conversation with someone. Way too close for a conversation, especially considering <laughs> the subjects at yeah. hand right there. He's like, you're going to fucking help the me. the daughter of Maureen Prescott, who caught a weary, was having an affair with. Yeah. Not only was is there she all fucked up because of the fact that her mother was having an affair with this gentleman... But also, which led to her murder. Yes. And led to other things, like her father, like her mother cheating on her father. Like, all these questions are forming. Either way, there's just too much trauma around the whole event to be, like, grabbing her by the shoulders and, like, pinning her up against the wall to, like, keep her there to tell her, like, how he feels about shit. That's my notes, is that he just gets too close with her. And he's, like, getting, like, too, like, For someone who is just exonerated for murder, he needs to keep his goddamn distance. Like, you should know better than that. Exactly. But whatever. He's all up in her face. They definitely kind of try to pin it on him as well and, like, pinpoint him as the killer. So they have that conversation, and we switch back over to... He's still trying to get her to go on Diane Sawyer again. Go on Diane Sawyer, again. get $10,000, yeah. which I mean, it's a lot of money. I might do it. But she like, doesn't want to fucking do it, though. She, it's like, I They won't just take cotton? I wonder if she's, like, done it, like, done interviews and, like, made a bunch of money from that, and, like, she doesn't have to anymore, you know? Well, that, well the thing about Sydney, though, throughout everything is, like, she is always, like... No publicity until the end. Whenever she does write her book, but even then, she like hates it. Which is like I don't know. I just feel like that's weird of her character. She's like trying yeah, to be an why actress. Did, why like, did she write her book? Why is she trying to be an actress? Like why does she want her name out there? If yeah, she, because like, they mention one time in this whole fucking movie before they show her on stage that she's like a drama major or something. Yeah, I felt very just like that was like thrown in there. Thrown in there, which yeah. is like cool, I guess. Whatever. Um, so basically, they're running around Gail and Dewey, like pulling every single person that's got a cell phone. And Randy is just going in on Ghostface. He's like, yeah. Billy Loomis was a pussy. Who's Stu a mama's was a boy? Bitch. Yeah. Like, he's just saying, "Fuck you. Fuck. Fuck your crew." Where's your innovation, huh? Why copycat two high school loser ass dickheads? Stu was a pussy ass wet rag. And Billy Loomis, Billy Loomis, what the fuck? Jesus, what a rat-looking, homo-repressed mama's boy. Why not set your goals higher, huh? You want to be one of the big boys, huh? Manson, Bundy, OJ, son of a 
Yes. Yeah. And like we said, it, I think the original target was Gail. But since Randy picked up the phone and had such a big mouth. Had to fucking open his mouth. Uh-huh. Because the killer is ducked in the fucking um, news truck that is Gail's hiding, watching uh, fucking Randy the whole time. He like walks. He like goes. He's like next there. to her, and he turns his back for the smallest second. And honestly, it's kind of shocking. You just see all of a sudden shoo, the fucking door opens, and he's grabbed up. You by don't even see the door face. open. You just see like him like shoot out and be pulled back into the van. And like I was <laughs> at like, the same no time, fucking way. The van starts shaking, but as soon as you can start hear him like screaming, who walks by? Uh, fucking like three beatbox boxers. Yeah, and they're like, there's like this white boy. He's like got movements in his hands. One guy, the one guy is like. <laughs> He has a boombox on his shoulder. Yeah, the like, one is breakdancing. I'm like, okay, go for what? it. What? That's off. so cheap, though. Yeah, which, I mean, they needed something to mask. And the van's, like, shaking. Like, they needed something to mask, like... The screams. The screams. Because this is broad daylight. Yeah, because this is happening at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is crazy. Because if you look, like, they show the killer, like, stabbing Randy. But they also show, like, in front of the van how close the other reporters are. So They're I'm, like, so close. Like, it's, it's really... A Helen, uh, like, from I Know What You Did Last Summer situation. Kind of thing, yeah. Like, the fireworks so close, and the parade so is far, right there. Yeah. She's almost saved, but she still gets caught. Yeah. That always kills me when she so dies. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. So, Randy gets killed. So, yeah, biggest mistake of the franchise, in my opinion. Stabbed to death because... Get stabbed, like, a bunch. So Gail and Dewey and Joel come back around. And they're like, "What? Well, we didn't find Where's anybody. Randy? Where's Randy? <laughs> like, and Joel goes, what happened to my van? Like, why is my window busted? Windows busted. There's blood dripping from the door. And Gail, they look down and all, and Dewey like opens up the van door and Gail like lets out this like horrendous like, <gasps> like scream at the top of her lungs. Like her hands go to the side of her face. Like, she looks she is fucking her, scared. That's an iconic scene. It's a good one. Yeah, I love it. And it shows Randy. All stabbed, all bloody. Sad, very He's sad. He's actually dead. Stupid, stupid mistake. So sad. Um, so that happens. I wonder if they didn't plan on making a third or something. I feel like they had to have. They had to have known that it would be like popular, especially based well, on the first one. Why would you kill one. Randy? We talked about they this earlier. They that shock, I no, guess. No, they didn't. But like you said, it had to. somebody had to die in this. If it wasn't Gail, if it wasn't Dewey, it had to be Randy. I know, because we talk about how everyone else continues on for the rest of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like for, Dewey, yeah, three, four, yeah. They're all in it. No one else just keeps dying. So I feel like it was. I think they made a mistake, and they really tried to like make up for it in the third one. They couldn't. They were scrambling. Mm-hmm. I think he is such a good. He was like a seminal part of that show. He needs to be the one to be like, "Here's the rules. This is what you need to do." Like, it's like just part of the universe, and they mm-hmm. fucking took him away. But anyway, so Randy's dead. They find his body. Everyone's like horrified. Yeah, a fucking scream and like the scene after this is like Joel being like I'm, I'm the out. fuck out of here he literally dips out and there's already a cab waiting for him he, <laughs> he ubered that five. shit they took his van so like yeah they, they collected they his van for evidence to watch the tapes that they have he's been collecting so they're gonna have to find somewhere if they do need to watch the tapes later on you know yeah so he gives the tapes and he's out gives the tapes to Gail and he leaves um during all of this, is Sid just going to drama class? Yeah. Whenever Randy gets fucking murdered in the van, yeah. Sid just Does goes... Does she ever find out about that? I know. Like, you never see Sid finding out that Randy even dies. I didn't even think about that. Damn. Damn. Like, because I don't know if you see Courtney or... Um, or, I'm sorry. I keep calling them by their actual names. Um, Gail and Dewey don't see Sid until later. Mm-hmm. So no one tells 
Sid that Randy's dead. And I don't when they think. see each other, it's like so much is going on. I feel like yeah, she Damn. probably doesn't find out to the very end that he's That's gone. Sad. So she's like in drama class, right? That's the next part. So no, we do um, need to mention that part. I feel like we skimmed over it. No, we Dale or Dewey and Gail go to watch the tapes because mm-hmm. they're like. Maybe the person who was like watching us is going to be on these tapes somewhere. We need to find a VCR, basically. If they've been here every step of the way, maybe we can see yeah. them in the background of these tapes. So they don't have the van anymore, so they don't have the VCR. He's like, so. there's got to be a VCR around here somewhere. Oh, on this college campus somewhere. Such a funny fucking line. <laughs> so. They're like um, walking around. They like end up in like the ATV room or some shit. And, um. And so like, yeah. And then they go to the scene of like Sydney. Mm-hmm. And she's like talking in a to her drama, drama teacher, and he's like, "The role of Helen of Troy is one of bravery. You don't want to stop. You need to continue this. You need to be brave like her. Like, because yeah. she's like, I don't think I can do it. And he's like, No, you must. And I would be like, No, fuck, I, I do not need to be here right now. It was like a lot <laughs> going on. Then she goes in there and she like performs. And it's Ag- <laughs> Agamemnon is the play they're doing, which is like the story of Helen of Troy, I believe, and the war. Whatever the fuck that word yeah. war is that happened. All I know is that it was like very like camp. It's like I Greek. Felt like it was no very like camp like out there. Like it was like a very like gay scene, I feel like. You think so? Yeah, I do, because I don't know, there's just something like, very dramatic about it. I like I could tell like a gay man like wrote that, like to put as like a centerpiece in there. Yeah, and she she's doing an okay job. And she's like, yeah, she's great, but she like has full makeup on and she has her hair braided all of a sudden. For practice. Like, I'm like, okay, you know, that's cute, whatever. She's like all dressed up. She's like running around, getting attacked. Not getting attacked, but basically, we don't they're know coming at her, sees. stabbing her, whatever. And there's a possibility that this is Ghostface, but there's also a possibility that she is like stuff. hallucinating. Just like the bathroom scene in the first one. We just one. we don't know if it was real or not. So he like pops up, and you see his mask for a second, and then he ducks behind these other characters, and then he pops back up, and she's like freaking out, and then eventually he slips away. And Sid like falls to the ground. They like, stop the production. <laughs> He's like, stop, stop, stop it. And then she like is like, I'm out of here. And she leaves. She leaves, and her and Hallie leave. They decide to get they, to go with the detectives and yeah. leave campus, They're which like, is great. Finally, trail. somebody's like thinking about it. Yeah. But wait, why do they leave? Do they maybe they leave because Randy was killed? Oh wait, no, I remember. So that scene where Sydney was like, where Cotton like came at Sydney. Remember, he like goes out into the library and starts like shouting. Okay, like, and then it gets the attention of the of the detectives, detectives who run up on him and like pull him aside, and they book him, take him in He's to so the police stupid. station, and so like, so Sydney's at the police station with the cops. That's Hallie. what it is. That's how they. That's whenever she's like, "All right, this just happened to me. I just got like rolled up on at the college. I want to go somewhere by myself." So the two cops take her and her roommate to go to. Where were they going? I don't even fucking think they said. They're literally just getting out of town. So they're just like dipping out. So they're driving, whatever. Which is like it's in like a private a private detective car, but it has like. The separator that police cars have in the middle, so it's like chain uh, link yeah. fence in the middle, whatever the fuck, to keep people from like reaching forward. So they're in the back of this car. Two detectives, two detectives are in the front. Um, I think that they're sitting at a red light. They're sitting at a red light in this ghost ass town. Why is there no one in this town? I get that there's construction happening. Yeah, but there's no one in but this town. But if construction's going on, why are they driving over there? You know, like yeah. It, 
Didn't make sense. But no, so the, but the it's a really crazy is, scene. Yeah, so the town is kind of like deserted. The town that dreaded sundown. Oh my god, maybe that was like a reference. Uh-huh. Another one. Um, so we're just sitting in the car, like seeing them in the backseat, and then all of a sudden, Ghostface is just up in there. He runs up in there. He punches through a window. He said, "Bam." Bam. Bam. Busts that window. Slits that motherfucker's throat. And then jumps on top of the car. Yeah, jumps on top of the car. <laughs> While the other one, like, gets out of To try and chase car. him. Bro, scooch right over again. That car, drive off. I know. But, you know, heat of the moment, the shit's going down. So he jumps out there, fucking ghost face, <laughs> knocks him around a couple times, chokes him, throws him around. He falls out. He falls out, throws him on top of the car. Ghost face gets in, gets the, car. in the car. The girls are screaming in the back. <sighs> yeah. They're taking turns like yeah. doing that. And he starts driving with his guy on like, the front of the car. Yeah, and he's trying to like get a good shot because he has a gun. He doesn't want to hit the girls though, so he's like hanging yeah. onto the car and like driving. Ghostface is like driving back and forth trying to get him off the car. But there's all this construction stuff everywhere. He doesn't really see what's in front of him. Or this... maybe he does. No, I think he plans it. Okay. But he gets this crazy fucking like scene of this. He crashes Slamming into all of this into, stuff. Like, this like like metal poles and this one pole goes through this guy's fucking head oh dude oh. and we like didn't remember how gruesome this scene was but it was fucking it brutal. like shows it like going through like zoop and boom like, oh. it was pretty intense I was like fuck so the car's crashed that, that guy this has guy's a, pole got a pole through, through his, his head. goddamn head Ghostface is knocked out in the front Ghost seat. Ghostface is knocked out, and the girls Sydney are in the and back. Howie are like, they're like, can't can't get the doors open because it's a police car. So they're like, fuck, what are we gonna do? And then they realize that the pole hit like the top corner of like the, the partition, the thing. partition in the middle, and she can like bend back the metal, and they can crawl out the front. Which she does. She does it, but they can't get out the right side because they're pinned against a wall. They have to go out the left side, and that means they have to crawl over Ghostface, <laughs> who is passed out. You don't know if this motherfucker's gonna wake up. You don't know what's I know, gonna happen. There's so much tension right there. So Sid goes first because she thinks that once she gets out, she can open up Hallie's door from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Sid goes first. She gets on top of him basically, and she's like, "Wait, I'm gonna see who this motherfucker is before I get out of the car." Which, of course, I would do the same thing. Yeah. But of course, she's like going as slow as possible to take this fucking mask off. And she accidentally like hits the horn, yeah. and it scares him. She decides to just keep going just in case, like, he does wake up. So um, she crawls over successfully, and then she tries to open Hallie's door, and she still can't get it open. So now Hallie has to crawl over him. No big deal. She gets out, too. They run off successfully, and then Sid's like, no. this is the reason that Hallie dies. I can't. It's I can't Sid, leave without. I have to know. And Hallie's like, people who run away live. People who go back die. We have to keep fucking going. Which and literally, Sid's like, yeah. Yeah. And Sid's like, I have to see who it is. I have to go back. It's literally five paces away from the car. Once she goes back, he's gone. <gasps> so he had to have woken up. Gone out of the car. In that rolled around. Right in that moment. Yeah. Gone around the street. Because Sydney says he's not here. And then she goes, "What?" No, she goes. She goes, "What? What?" <laughs> she like starts talking break dance in the street. What? <laughs> She's like crumping. Like, what? Pop lock and drop. Excuse me. Say what? <laughs> it's awful. Like she does this like very animated like what. <laughs> Like, and Ghostface jumps out. And he, like, stabs her. behind brutal. her. Yeah. Stabs her, like, three or four times. But, like, that motherfucker could not have gotten in and out that quick. I didn't think of it being someone else, though. So, anyways, Hallie's dead because of Sydney's stupid mistake. 
Because she's a dumbass bitch. Just run. Your friend's life's at stake. Your Literally. life's at stake. Hallie's dead. Sid takes off and she like runs to the theater for some fucking reason. She just knows to go to the theater. Well, we didn't even talk about the scene before this. Yeah, so this is like simultaneously happening, isn't it? No, what happened a little bit before that was... With Dewey and Dewey Gail. Gail, yeah. They're happening around the same time. Around Yeah, around the same time. This happens like a little bit before Sydney like is running back though, but okay. while they're at the college and they go to go watch those tapes yeah. that Gail still has, she... Uh, they're attacked. Yeah, but let's talk about them watching the tapes a little bit. So they, they put the them tapes. on, and they also have some conversation. Because you know that there's some tension between the two of them. Sexual, that is. <laughs> Not really. But at this point, there is. Because she really wants Dewey to forgive her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, feels bad about like, it. You can tell she feels bad, yeah. Yeah, and she really misses him, and you can see that. Because she'll look at him, and she'll just smile. Because she's like, I've missed just He's like a little bit of weirdness. her like, humanity. Like yeah. She's like very hard and cold. Like And when she sees him, she like warms up a little bit. Yeah, it's you know? like more important in the moment. Like I need to like focus on Dewey. So they end up start making out. Yeah, they make it's out. High. She fucking like gets on top of him for a second. It's high, yeah. But while they're watching these tape like these clips or whatever another, another TV, TV comes on and it's like um, the views from all of these former killings like you get a view of Cece from like outside of the house sitting on the couch before she's attacked you get a view of Randy from out inside of the van before he's attacked so it's like the killer is filming mm-hmm. these attacks yeah these attacks um, we so Dewey runs upstairs to the find out who because Ghostface was up there in the because it turns room. to a live feed some fucking yeah, of, like, of them Dewey and Gail like from behind them they're like and they turn around they see Ghostface up there in like the projection room yeah. so Dewey runs up there like with his lamp like gets up those stairs and like goes in there he's not there not there anywhere where, 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 where is did he, he go where is he <laughs> Gail's still downstairs and then I think from Dewey behind runs her back. Dewey runs back out he's like he's not up here trips and down the stairs Dewey. Is watching Gail and Gail's like, what? And all of a sudden, Gail's face pops up from behind her. Goes after her. Starts running after her. So Dewey starts running down the stairs after her, falls over his own feet, ends up knocking himself out. Gail is off and she is just running through like the bowels of this fucking like university. Yeah. And it's mostly like the film ATV yeah. kind of space. It's like the set recording studios. Mm-hmm. There's like a cool sound room sound where there's room, like yeah. a glass window. Mm-hmm. There's also like a, it's like soundproof, right? Yeah. So that comes into play in a second. But she's like going through all of these different doors. She eventually goes into like this room with like, um, like supplies, like tape and stuff like yeah. to like record with. And she knocks a shelf in front of the door so the killer can't get in. Well, no, no, no. She doesn't do it then. Oh, okay. She, like, <gasps> oh. she like walks over to where the screen is, like the um, window. And from behind the window, Dewey walks in the room. Yeah. And, he's and like, Gail's Gail. looking forward. Gail. She's looking She's looking forward. She's looking in the room. She's, like, not looking behind her. Which, I mean, that's... I would be looking there. Yeah. But she is, like, looking behind her. And she doesn't see Dewey. He's, like, pounding on the But glass. she can't hear it because it's soundproof. And, who and then up? fucking Ghostface comes up behind him, and you see Dewey get stabbed, and you're like, "Fuck, Dewey just got killed." And he's like stabbing the fuck out of him in the back, like yeah, his blood squirting out of his mouth. Yeah. Gail runs, and she like pushes over a shelf in front of the door so that Ghostface to block can't the door. Get but she's room. really sad to see Dewey get attacked. She's, she's like, like losing no. Yeah. I love how many times we've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I know. Though. I know it 
is? Because I truly thought... So you're like, fuck, Dewey's dead Yeah, now. Dewey's dead. So Gail's in this room. She hangs out in there a little bit. She literally has nowhere to go. <laughs> and then just like in a lot of the other scenes from the first one, she like turns back and he's gone. He's gone. Where'd he go? Because he's like, what am I going to do? I can't get her. I need to move on real quick. So she hangs in there for a little bit before she decides to go out into the hallway. Yes. Where she runs into... Cotton Weary. And he's, he's got, got blood, blood all hands. over his hands. And she's like, get away from me. And he's like, no, 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 I found Dewey. I This Which, is his I blood. I understand that. She's in the room. She's in the closet where she's. you have to see through that window right yes. there. And if you don't see that, you're obviously like walking out the room. Yeah. So you would have seen him like in whenever you're walking You'd to the next room. You would have seen Cotton At come in At some point, you would have seen him come in there. And that's why I was like, what is going on Because here? it's a fucking movie. And they think that we're stupid. And they think that we won't think about these things. So Sid runs back to the campus while this is going on with Gail. And Gail there's like music. Hightails it out of there. Oh, and we forgot to mention before we move on. She's about to go into the theater while all of this is happening. Well, she fucking runs out of there. She darts Jerry away from Jerry O'Connell in. is picked up. Oh. Derek, her boyfriend's picked up by all the fraternity guys. And the hazing begins for him giving away his letters. Yeah, with him going to the party. And, and they're in business. the theater. Like torturing him, so he's like not like actually torturing him, but they're, yeah. So they're this fucking scene, with this, no, this scene went on while, um, while Nev Sydney was in the was car, getting attacked, yes. and while Dewey and Gail were, were getting also attacked. getting attacked. Yeah. So, so the party is going on in the auditorium, like where the play is going to be at, and they have them like strung up on a cross. Everybody's there, Portia, Rebecca. They're like spraying beer, like pouring beer down his pants, and like yeah. just fucking with them and like messing with them. Nothing really bad, but he has lipstick all over him, so he does look like he's cut up. Like that's why you said like like, we thought he was bloody whenever we were little. (laughs) It's just lipstick. They're throwing beer at him, just getting him drunk because he gave his letters away. It was just cute, whatever. But still, that's miserable to be on a fucking cross with your hands tied. I guess for like hours and hours. Like those are your friends. Like it could be like a funny story. I guess it is, but hazing's stupid. So, (laughs) (laughs) so we go from. So Sydney, Sid is now. So she runs now back to the campus, which I don't know why she ran back to the campus. And he's like not there yet because they put him like he's like on a like. They like raised him up. I guess, yeah, because he's is on, scary. Yeah, you're in the air like on a prop. There, you're not being like restrained by anything. And he's like but a passed ropes. out. Yeah, like which is. I'd be scary. pissed off that my friends were doing that to me. Well, I don't know. You got to think about yeah. Jawbreaker. Like I know you dumb shit with your friends sometimes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Sydney runs back over there into the auditorium. And I don't know why she walks to the auditorium. Who why does she the auditorium? You hear music. It's almost like they play music to like lure her. Something is going on. Maybe she's like, just trying to find somebody yeah. to talk to, I guess. <laughs> so she like turns around and who is it? Uh well Ghostface is there and like they kinda have a head to head thing. Mm-hmm. Um he lowers, lowers down her boyfriend and she's like Oh my god, he's like, get me out of this. Because he's like, oh, thank god you showed up. Those guys left me here. And the killer decides to reveal himself. Yeah. And, um... It's Mickey. It's fucking Mickey! <laughs> so we tried to keep it a secret this whole time. It's Mickey! So Mickey, Timmy... To, what's his name? Mickey? I know, but what's his name for real? Timothy... Oh, Timothy. O- I call him Timmy. <laughs> Timmy? <laughs> it, like, threw me off. Timothy Oliphant's character, who we didn't mention before, always had a camera in his hand. Always Which explains all of those... From behind, From yeah. behind shots of before the killings. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mickey's the killer, bum, bum, bum. And he's like extra crazy now, which is he's so like, stupid. the movies made me do it. Which yeah. is basically he's like, like I the know. lesson that you got from the first movie. Yeah. Is like, what's, what She's like, you're never going to get away with this. He's like, I already know my defense. Yeah. The movies made me do it. And he basically it. lays out the same defense it's as... It's foolproof. 
blah blah blah. Billy and Stu. I almost said silly. <laughs> silly and boo. Silly and boo. So um, um, so he lays out his plan, and uh, he like. But before he does that, he tries to like act like um. Or no no no. He does. He lays out his plan. His plan. And then and he then, reveals. And he's like, and I would have gotten a lot more done if this guy wasn't held up here all night, my partner in crime. Mm-hmm. And um, Derek's like, no, no, don't believe him, Sid. I'm not his partner. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. Take me down. Take yeah, me down. Take, take okay, me out sure. of this. She still like doesn't know what to believe. I don't know what to think. I can't decide. And then <laughs> fucking, like, out of nowhere, fucking Mickey pulls out a gun and shoots um Derek because she doesn't get him down quick enough second person that dies because of Sid not fucking thinking correctly which is like oh my god it's annoying I feel bad for that I feel bad for her too because survivor's guilt I'm sure she has a ton of it as you see by the third movie yeah um but fourth too so, so yeah, Derek's he's dead, dead, and it's sad, like, because he truly was a good guy, and he truly was such a good boyfriend to her, and he just, like, gets his ass killed. <laughs> and so, like, that happens, and then Shoots Mickey him. decides to reveal that he's not in this by himself. Yeah. He's got help. Well, you see, yeah. And, and then the door opens. Fucking Gail walks <gasps> through the door, and we were shocked for a second like, before. <gasps> yeah, and I'm sure the first time I saw this, I was, like, actually shocked. And then, like, a second later. And a second later. Well, that's the thing that we didn't talk about earlier is Gail runs out of, from Cotton Weary, and runs straight outside into the arms, or the telephone, of Debbie Salt. Debbie Salt. Who is sitting out there, like, on the Who is the other, um... Other reporder. Played by Lori Metcalf. So she runs out there, and she's like, the killer's Cotton fucking Weary! Yeah, and she's like, Cotton Weary? And so now we're seeing Gail, we're like, wait, what? And then you're like, wait, What? And then, and then as soon as Sydney sees uh, her character, Debbie Salt's character walk through, she goes, Miss Loomis? <gasps> and G- Gail's like, wait, what? That's not Miss Loomis. I know her. I've seen pictures of her. And she's like, well, 60, 60, she's 60 pounds, pounds lighter and, uh, some, plastic and some plastic surgery. Which I was like, okay. I was like, whatever. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> whatever. Like Gail Weathers, who like made this long ass book, didn't do her research yeah. as to the woman who was like... Over here, like one of the central characters, I feel like exactly in, in for that. why Billy did what he did. Yeah, like whatever. Okay, it's another sure. one of those throwaway Plausible, things that they don't yeah. think that we're gonna fucking notice, but we do because we literally dissect every no. bit of it. <laughs> so whatever. So that's Ms. so Lemons. it's Billy's mom. <gasps> so she's going by this fake name, Debbie, Debbie Salt. Salt, this whole time. And she's acting as if she is a reporter this whole time, following mm-hmm. around Gail. She's always around whenever the murders are happening. She, like, preyed on Mickey and, like, got well, him also to think join about, her. think about one of the lines that Gail says in the beginning, whenever she, like, mentions herself. She goes, I'm Debbie Salt. I ran into you at the conference at this, this, and this. And Gail goes, oh, yeah, I remember you. She was planting that seed there, so she wasn't like so, you're Miss yeah, Loomis. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. She like she tricks her from the beginning, yeah, and she, she knew like, she'd have to like change her look, and like so they wouldn't know who she was. Yeah, because but why if the somebody fuck introduces didn't... yourself as Debbie Salt and that I met at a conference? You're like, okay, I kind of I feel like I know this face from somewhere. That's probably that. Okay, yeah, because she does look so different. Yeah, apparently, whatever. Sure, but also. <laughs> Wasn't she around Sydney? Would Sydney just she just keep her like distance from Sid to where she couldn't recognize her before that moment? We didn't see any scenes of with them Debbie together. Salt with Sid. I feel like Debbie was like hidden the entire time, and that every time that Sydney was like around, hidden in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. I feel like she like would never make go around her. Like, 
So she fucking is like, you killed my son. Now you gotta die. It's the classic revenge tale. Blah, blah, blah. Mickey is literally... We have to talk about the dialogue in this movie. He says something really mean, like something like, yeah, if you had a mom. I know. And he's, she's like, motherfucker. But Mickey is like acting like a true fucking psychopath. It's kind of funny, honestly. Um, he's like lost it. He's lost it. He's going to blame the movies. And then Laurie Metcalf. Sydney, no, Sydney says... <laughs> we like got it wrong actually oh did we yeah cause Sydney and Mickey have their like talk about that first before they meet Miss Loomis okay yeah um yeah cause she says one of the iconic lines that we were talking about yeah to Mickey which is fucking hilarious. was it to Mickey yeah I thought it was to Lori Metcalf no it's to Mickey no cause I get I have the notes cause <laughs> we literally Die. Okay, so we're watching the movie. We're like living our lives, enjoying it. And fucking Sydney and Mickey are having like back and forth with one another. All of a sudden, Sydney goes, "You're psychotic," in like this like weird like whisper. whisper. Like, She's like literally like talking like this, and then out of nowhere, it's like, "You're psychotic." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A whisper. I don't know why, but we fucking it was, died. We died. Oh my god. You, we laughed uh, so hard. I don't know why it was so funny, but it was fucking hilarious. It was hilarious because it was just out of character, out of, like, nowhere. See, I've got my whole defense planned out. I'm gonna blame the movies. It's pretty cool, huh? It hasn't been done before. You see, this is just the beginning, a prelude to the trial. That's where the real fun is, because these days, it's all about the trial. Can't you see it? The effects of cinema violence on society. I'll get Dershowitz or Cochran to represent me. Bob Dole on the witness stand in my defense. Hell, the Christian coalition will pay my legal fees. It's air tight, Sid. I'm an innocent victim. You're a psychotic. So basically, they fight. They have... <laughs> they fight. Yeah, she fights with Mickey for a while. I think that she, like... The fighting stops whenever um, Mrs. Loomis walks through the door, and you mm. think it's Gail, but then you see that Gail is being held at gunpoint by Mrs. Loomis. Mrs. Loomis goes off on Maureen, calls her a whore, calls her this, calls her that. A Maureen? Everybody. Yeah, the mom. Oh, okay, Sydney's yeah. Mom. She talks about the whole history of that. And um, she basically tells her like her plan, like, I don't even care about what my story is. I'm going to frame Mickey, right? Mm. Um, he was just a pawn and whatever. And she like shoots you, his You shoot, you're going to shoot him, and bef- but not before he gets one shot off and you, it'll be the Wait, end yeah, and yeah. I will get away scotch-free. Um, so she kills Mickey and shoots him, I think just once in the chest, but as she shoots him, well, she shoots him a couple Twice, times. Twice, yeah. Gail goes to run and like he's holding a gun and whatever he's like shot. He's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shoots the gun and it ends up hitting Gail like in the side and, and she, she falls like off falls stage. off stage you're like oh my god Gail she's, she's down for the she's count she's dead too she's down for the count <laughs> and let player. me tell you about this next scene okay fucking Sydney loses it she turns vicious she really goes off Billy's mother like comes after her fighting her and she's like not having it she gets away she gets like she gets away to where like they're having like a confrontation talking to where she's able to grab a bottle and smash it against her head that's what it is yeah runs through oh the door. i remember I th- she she goes um she like has her cornered mm-hmm. and then th- um 
Cindy looks past her and she's like, isn't Mickey supposed to be isn't, dead? Is, yeah, which and is then, fucking smart as I know, shit. and so she looks back and she fucking smacks, smacks her, her with the bottle. With a beer bottle, which I noticed it's that. It's because they were partying. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I noticed that whenever she like first went to that, whenever they first showed the door, uh-huh. I think whenever Gail and There's like her trash and stuff. Trash, yeah, just in the... Thing. It's uh-huh. just it's interesting it's a good to use you know yeah. use what she had to her advantage. Yeah. So she gets through the door, closes it, <laughs> and, and there's she a, sees fucking a fucking axe. axe. She runs for that this fucking axe, and like axe. Mrs. Loomis hears her like in there, like breaking shit. She's like, "What the fuck?" She like looks through like a little peek hole, and she's and like, Cindy's like, "Yeah!" Like with the axe, it's like, like a Jack crazy. Nicholson like moment. Loved it. Like she stabbed, and know? she starts. Sid turns vicious. Yes, and she starts fucking like um, axing all of the ropes that are like holding all these props up, mm-hmm. and everything starts falling on stage and like falling around Mrs. She's Loomis. Like, she's like knocking into every single thing so that. Like, it's sandbags so dramatic. are falling. The scenery is falling. All these rocks tumble Pillars down on being, her. Yeah. It's kind of insane. But yeah, at the it's same a time, crazy I scene. Loved it. Yeah, right after that car scene, <laughs> so like good. these scenes are insane. It was so um, good. So she gets like covered in like these rocks or whatever, and um, <laughs> um, like they're foam rocks. Yeah, well, that's so the they're thing. like She's set like, rocks. Whoa! And so they're like falling on her. So she's buried for like a second. And so you're like, okay, I guess she's like dead, whatever. I mean, I did not think she was dead. I thought she was subdued for a moment. Mm-hmm. So then Sid, um, she like walks out and like tries Sid's to. Sid's like trying to walk away, and then all of a sudden, here comes like. She pops the fuck up again. Mm-hmm. And because um, they're never dead the first time, of course. Um, and what happens next? They start like going at it. And they fight who, again. Uh, pops up to help out Sydney, though. Mickey. No. No, Mickey pops up later. Cotton Weary pops up. Oh, that's not what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you meant to say Cotton. I meant to say Cotton. Oh my god! Who pops up none other than Cotton Weary? Cotton fucking Weary pops up. (laughs) Because he's everywhere stalking Sydney. So he pops up and so Miss Loomis grabs Sydney by the throat with her knife. Cotton has a gun. Miss Loomis has a gun and a fucking knife. Or the gun that she had had, Cotton had picked up. Yeah. So, Cotton has a gun. He, she has Sydney at knife, or <laughs> a at knife to her throat. Yeah. And um, they're trying to, like, negotiate. And I think that, I don't think that Cotton is actually doing it. I think he's just trying to play along. But he basically is talking about how he, like, wants to be a star. She's like, we can make we you can a star. We can make it look like. We can do like, this together. Yeah, we can do this together. Let me let me kill her. And we can, like, be the survivors or whatever yeah. the fuck. Kind of um, like, okay, sure. He starts to go with it. And, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, what? So he's like, Cotton, no. He's like, Don't do like it. Cotton, no, please. And then um, this. he shoots the gun you don't see who it hits and they both they're like, both on the it. floor Sid looks kind of dead they're both just like laid out and like Sid has like, like starts, blood on her forehead and you're like you're like she gets shot and she like stumbles yeah she it. like blinks and like gets up and then you see that um Mrs. Loomis was shot and Cotton's like that was intense that was crazy man <laughs> and um then you get like a scare from court or um from Gail Gail. Or no, Gail, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep wanting to jump forward. <laughs> Gail pops up. She's not dead. She's alive. Um, she's like, can someone help me out from down here? And whenever they pull her up. She's like, I've been shot. They're like, um, yeah, he's like, are you okay? And she's like, no, I've been shot. I'm not okay. <laughs> um, you think it's all over? And then I think Cotton is the one that says, or Courtney, I can't remember. They're like, um, 
they always come back for one last scare. Mm -hmm. And it's looking at Mrs. Loomis... But then Mickey pops up from behind them, and he's fucking alive somehow. He's like bloody as all And they literally light his ass up with shots. They're like... It felt like scary movie. They Grand Theft Auto kill this motherfucker. So like Gail and like Sydney are like going off. Just like popping a Charlie's Angels are like... He like flies backwards. Oh my god, so dramatic. Yeah, he was a backflip. You were laughing about that. That is hilarious, actually. Oh my gosh, so... Mickey is now 100% dead, and the most Sid. badass thing that Sid does, Sid, super bitch. she has the fucking gun in her hand, and she just looks at Mrs. Loomis and pops one off in her head, bah, bah. and she's like, just in case, and then she fucking tosses the gun. She tosses it. I was like, it. bitch! <laughs> okay. Best ending of the movie, though, I think. Comes... That was a mic drop. That was like awesome. Yeah. And then um, she goes out. There's police everywhere, whatever. They're asking her, like, you're the survivor of this thing how does it feel you're the hero and she's like why don't you ask cotton weary he's the real hero she's like, and she kind of gives him, him his like 15, 15 minutes that he's been begging for which will play into the third movie as yeah we, we know see. he does make a career of it yeah um i thought that was a great ending and I he's like was, everything well, comes he's like everything comes in time and everything has a price Here's my card. Call me up. We can get an interview started. I wanted like a more iconic like ending. Really? Like Gail from the end of Scream where she's like, this is Gail Weathers reporting live. Love that ending. She, like, that ending just... like literally gives me chills. But that's what I'm saying. Like this one, like they started playing some random ass song that I didn't think anything I know. I, w- I missed my chorus. I missed my... Uh, uh. They could literally could have played that same song and I would have felt I like I would have loved it still, way, yeah. Know? Um, so yeah, I didn't and care for that And this weird song. pan out shot of it's like her just like far. wandering and the campus. And it's like mainly showing the campus, like her in like the top upper corner of the screen. It's weird. It's strange. Um, and then it ends. It's over. It's over. Oh, but b- before it ends, we get a shot of um, Joel is, who's the cameraman for Gail? I don't know if we ever even said that, but that's mm-hmm. who he is. He's like, are you ready? Let's go live right now. Hands her a microphone. And then you hear we got a live one here and she looks up the stairs and they have Dewey on a stretcher and he made it he survived he survived again which I'm sure everyone did not expect for real because like how could this motherfucker survive again but he it's they say when they're loading him in it hits scar tissue so it's bad the stab didn't oh the stab didn't go any further because it like hit tissue that was like already stabbed already stabbed yeah that's like awful yeah, but like I saved his life. I guess, but um, so yeah, that's the movie. That's Scream Two. Yeah, that's Scream Two, and I mean it is pretty good. The more I talk about, it, the more I kind of love it. I do like it. Yeah. But when we're like sitting there watching it, we're literally just rolling our eyes the whole time. Like, so stupid, so goofy. That wouldn't happen. This mm-hmm. wouldn't happen. But whatever, I still kind of love it. No, I loved. it. I had so much fun watching it again. Like, it's been a minute since I've seen it. I feel like maybe yeah. I've seen it like in the last like probably like two years, but like. Maybe I wasn't paying as much attention to it. Like, so I, like I was remember able when we to... played it? It was like halfway through, because I, I like pop it on in the background sometimes. But yeah, I don't we really were able focus. to see like little moment like that. Yeah, You're psychotic. <laughs> like that was fucking hilarious. I wish you would have seen the tears of me. You're psychotic, dude. We fucking died. It was amazing. When you hear it, I'm gonna play it on here. When they hear it, like the oh letters done. <laughs> I love that. You're psychotic. So it was great. I love that, dude. It was a great movie. Um, it was fun. Scream 3 is like whatever next. We'll get to it we will. eventually. We want to at least. I think it'd be fun to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about because it Because it like, is so goofy. Yeah. We'll have to like get into it. So, okay, yeah, so we need Scream to go 2. over some of the 
Yeah, let's go over some trivia. Trivia, because there is a ton of trivia surrounding this fucking movie. A lot of drama. Lots of drama. Yeah. As we know, it came out the year after the original Scream, so like yeah. not too much time at all. And I guess this is before they had people sign contracts to like, like sworn and stuff secrecy, like that. Yeah. secrecy and shit. And this whole movie was, and this is also the beginning of like the internet. Yeah. And this whole movie was like leaked online. The ending was leaked. Well, everything but the last 10 pages of the script supposedly were like leaked. So you didn't find, I don't know if they like revealed like the Loomis like connection. Okay. But I think that everything leading up to that, like with like Nikki and stuff like that. Yeah. Was like released out to the public. So they had to fake, they had to mix it all up and like change things last minute. Because originally, uh huh. who were the killers? Originally, the killers were her boyfriend, Jerry O'Connell, mm-hmm. and her, her roommate, Hallie. Which... Which doesn't happen at all. You could see... I would love that. You could see glimpses of it here and there where they could They still played into together. it, yeah. One of the first scenes that we see Hallie in, she puts on the news. Yeah. Leaves it on. Which, to us, is just like she's turning on television. But when you think about the mentality of, of those two killer, characters... Yeah. She's putting on this, this thing that she knows is going to trigger. It's going to affect her. Yeah, exactly. And then you get all of the stuff with Jerry O'Connell, which just like pinpoints him. So they like didn't leave that out. Yeah. But they decided to. They like switched it up because they could. Uh, they no. had to. Yeah, they, they fucking had to. Had to have... Which sucks. I want to see the original version. Like I would somehow, love to read it, yeah. yeah, read it. I think we could read it. I think it's online somewhere. I'll try to look for it. But um. Yeah, so that's like super big drama. So I, th- I believe that Courtney Cox was supposed to die, and Gail, this one Gail was supposed to damn. die. That would have not been smart either. I think what if instead of Courtney they chose Randy because they had to switch some shit up. That might be part of it. Maybe I still don't have... think it was smart though. Maybe so, but all I know <laughs> is you can see like little glimpses of it here and there. Hallie at the end with her like. The whole scene where they crash and they're having to get over the killer. Uh huh. If Hallie and what's his name? If they were her? working together, because she was trying to get the mask off. Exactly. She was like, "Don't, do, like, that. Don't, Don't do, that. do that, Sid. Don't do that, Sid." Uh huh. Like she was like telling her not to do that. Still setting her up as it could have been. And a... also, Sydney is climbing over this man who, mm-hmm. as you see from you know right after he gets out, he's able to run around get around quick so yeah. obviously he's not like groggy enough to where he's not gonna be able to grab her if he needs to that's why i was saying what if it but in your perspective sorry finish your perspective so maybe he sees sydney maybe sydney was able to get out over him and he starts to wake up and hallie I, I didn't feel the fear there for hallie like i did for sydney yeah um they play into that for sure yeah i didn't feel that same like terror so what I was mentioning before, though, is like, um, since he did get out of the car so quickly and come up behind Hallie, which was way far over, he literally had to run around the block. Mm-hmm. What if that was Mrs. Loomis? And maybe maybe Timothy Oliphant did get away or like slump away because he was like fucking out of it. Well, we have to think about where she is. She's oh, at let the me. College. Yeah, you're right. So like it did, she, but the college isn't that far away. Obviously, if Sydney's able to run back to it, you know. So yeah. it's like. They literally get nowhere before they're attacked. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Like, there's just... It's, I yeah. could have seen that. And then the twist with Miss Loomis at the end was very... I know. didn't like it, personally. 
I like plastic surgery is 60 pounds. Like, that's just I like, like it, a, that's it's a throwaway cheap, line to me. It's yeah. cheap. It's throwaway. And I like it being young people, kind of. Mm-hmm. So it was strange that it was like an older an person. An older, 53-year-old woman. <laughs> but I guess, you know, he needed to bankroll his college, as he said. He's like, that's you know, college is expensive. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, tuition is expensive. Like, obviously, she was, like, paying him, I guess, to do all of this stuff for her. Yeah. Which it doesn't matter anyways, because he dies. He dies. Okay, so let's go over some trivia. Okay. Other, th- other than the fact that the script, the script was leaked, which is crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, so in regards to that, the cast were not informed of the identity of the killer until the last day of principal photography. Also, the cast did not receive the last ten pages of the shooting script until it was time to film the scenes contained therein. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, the last 10 pages of the shooting script were printed on gray paper in order to deter illicit duplication of them. All cast members were required to sign confidentiality clauses as parts of their respective contracts that precluded them for discussing the outcome of the story and the killer's identity. I believe this is after the first leak. So they were like, not again. Not again, never again. It was literally just like a person on set. It wasn't even anyone in the cast it was yeah. like a person that was like random PA like a pa or, or some yeah. shit fuck you dude like you should have more respect i don't know i kind of respect him for like he may, maybe maybe he got paid showing out for his team you know <laughs> whatever that's kind of a bummer i wish we could have seen the original I idea too. i feel like it made this movie not as good you know yeah because um, we didn't get the original ending in place kevin williamson had the idea for a sequel while writing the script for scream Discovering there was more to the story, this movie began principal photography just six months after the, the release of Scream, 1996. Damn. And it was released less than a year after its predecessor. Less than a year. That's all. That's that a is crazy. Like, yeah. That's not enough time. You know what? The last movie I can remember that did that was The Avengers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, they they're banking, one, they're one banking on the that shit. Yeah. I love those ones. So. I love them, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. At around one minute, Paulette patterson who plays the usher who hands out the mask and the costume uh, to maureen and phil she won her role in a contest sponsored by mtv lucky bitch isn't that cool <laughs> i wish i was in her. scream fucking too Ugh. jealous be in it. um let's see robert rodriguez was the director of the stab movie that's playing at the beginning of the movie whenever it pops up directed by it's robert rodriguez and he actually did direct those scenes in which casey heather graham was killed and sydney and billy with luke um wilson and uh tori spelling Spelling, which is cool he did um robert rodriguez is cool he he did those grindhouse movies with quentin tarantino right he's like yeah he's cool um Let's see. And didn't he do like um, From Dust Till Dawn or whatever? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sarah Michelle Geller signed up for the movie before reading the script. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Um, at around uh, 51 minutes, this is the conversation that Dewey and Randy have. He mentions the rules for the sequel. So he mentioned the rules um, for the first one, so I want to go over the, the rules for mm-hmm. the sequel as well. Uh, rule number one, uh, the death total is always greater. Uh, rule number two, the murder scenes are always much more elaborate. Definitely true in this oh, one. Yeah. With more blood and gore. And the third rule to surviving a horror sequel was cut from the movie, but it does appear in the trailer. And number three, never, ever, under any circumstances, assume that the killer is dead. That's always number three. Yeah. That's always the final rule. Um, let's see. I think of things we didn't already say. 
I like how they in the third one they had to like bring Randy back to like bring up some more rules. Like it's so you don't stupid. The trilogy. Like if you find this, I didn't survive the murders at like sister, the college. Played by it's the like girl Heather, from the fucking Princess Diaries. Heather Matsuzara or Mozzarella, whatever the fuck whatever her name he is. is. I hate that. She was in uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse. They know they fucked do up. I do not know that movie at oh all. Oh my god, you need to watch it. Is it fucked up? It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. She's like the youngest. Watch it. Okay. <laughs> and everybody else watch it. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Yeah, okay, so at around uh, one hour and one minute, Randy's um, reference to fake nude pictures of Gail on the internet was inspired by fake images of Courtney Cox that appeared on the World Wide Web prior to production of this movie. Not the World Wide Web. It was Wade. one of the first, <laughs> the World Wide Web. <laughs> it was one of the first like Photoshop jobs to ever mm-hmm. like hit Getty Images or some bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like it wouldn't be on Getty Images. It would I be know. On, like, yeah. uh, it would be just like online. Somewhere. It was go- well, before Google, Google wasn't images, even up. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that didn't come out since 2001. You're right. Damn. So she was one of the first like scandals Wait, like that. Do you that. know why? How Google came about? Google yeah, it was uh, J Lo. J Lo's dress from the fucking from the um, MTV Movie dress. Awards. No, 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 no. no. It's from the Oscars? Oscars. Grammys. Grammys. Probably the Grammys. Grammys. Yeah. Yes, it was the Grammys. It was like green. I remember like, she Versace. was the first oh thing to like fuck. Do you see her walk the runway recently and she like redid that look? She, She's badass. Listen, I don't even know how to talk about Jennifer Lopez because she like is just fucking. <sighs> Everything she looks amazing. She looks better today than she did back. I, I know. know she's never looked off. Like she's just she's the perfect specimen. Like she's ageless. Special woman. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, let's see. Amazingly, Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert love this movie. The um, critics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Siskel never gave good reviews to horror movies, particularly not slasher movies, and he slammed Scream. Really? Eber, yeah, he hated Scream. But Eber, he loved the second one? Yeah, um, Eber almost never gave slasher movies good reviews either. It's kind of a miracle that they both like this one. Why would they like this one and not the fucking first one? I don't know, that's weird. Fuck them, Roger Ebert. Suck my, oh. dick. Suck my dick. I think they're dead. You're psychotic. You're psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, let's see. I'm just like kind of r- rolling through these. Yeah, uh, Timothy Oliphant's first leading role in a film. Okay. So it wasn't his first role, but, you know. Um, oh, my gosh. Various titles were considered for the sequel at different points in the film's Scream production. Again. Yeah. Scream that. Again, Scream Louder, and Scream, colon, the sequel. Oh. Okay. <laughs> they just ended on Scream 2. I like that better. Yeah. Oh, we mentioned this earlier. Um, nah, never mind. I don't want to go over that. Oh. oh. Okay. So we talked about the ending shot and how we disliked it. Mm-hmm. The film originally ended with a shot with another ghost face watching over the campus's bell tower. So this is how the original film would have ended. Another ghost face being in that bell tower watching Sid. Oh, and that's why it went up to the... Okay. The film originally ended with a shot with another ghost face watching over from the campus's bell tower. I think I would have liked that. A just lot. to show, like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. The possibility of a sequel. And then, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Okay, so also in the original ending, before the script was rewritten, Gail got killed by Cotton. So Cotton would have been involved. Fuck. They were going to fucking fuck up Cotton's storyline. 
Damn. Which I kind of I I love that, but also like he just got exonerated. Now he's going to kill. And Sydney and Cotton would have had a fight to the death. And it's possible that Dewey would have died from his injuries. So we would have lost Gail, Dewey, and would we have lost Randy too? And Cotton. And Cotton. <laughs> Earlier scripts had the character of Joel getting killed. I love how he gets away, though. Because <laughs> they don't need to kill another black man. Jesus I kind of love that, though. I mean, they killed... Uh, Kenny. They killed Maureen. They killed the guy in the beginning. And then they killed Hallie. Like, bam, bam, bam. True. So I'm glad that Joel like, got out of there a lot. I know. Same. Which that's also something that, like... It's just an interesting like play from the first movie because the first movie is very vanilla if you know what i mean definitely and this one definitely showed a lot more color and diversity yeah you know all around definitely even though i did feel kind of like off that the only asian person was like a doctor or whatever i'm not gonna get that far into it it was 1997 a different time so. yeah this is the longest running time for a screen movie like we said earlier it was long as fuck Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jerry O'Connell dating no. dated during the shooting of this movie. Ew. Because, like, Freddie Prince Jr., all the way. It's just, like, random. Okay, sure. Like, did she even, was she even on set enough to, like, with him to where they could date? Okay. I know, right? <laughs> Joshua Jackson landed the role of Pacey on Dawson's Creek, also created by Kevin Williamson. He does have that small little part in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um. Whoa. Originally scheduled to open alongside Tomorrow Never Dies and Titanic, both blockbusters shifted their dates as to not be pitted against this movie. Because they thought it was going to be such a hit. I know, and Titanic (laughs) Titanic blew this movie out of fucking water, but they didn't know, you know? Oh my god, Wes Craven submitted eight different cuts to the MPAA before it was passed. For what? For being like, uh, what was like cut out? Being R, like, I know it was probably was like, just too intense. That fucking scene with the cop getting the pull through his head, maybe. They definitely <laughs> show that shit. Remember me and you were like, oh my god. That was really uh, a. <sighs> that was just like a lot to handle. Oh my gosh! After filming, Jada Pinkett Smith sent director Wes Craven a set of steak knives for, for Christmas. That's kind of cute. That is. What? What? At around 35 minutes, Matthew Lillard has a cameo in this movie, although he, his character, Stu, died in Scream. Go find that right now. I feel like he, it's just like his back or something to the camera. But I love that. I would love, I want to see that. 30. 35 minutes. 30, around, at around 35 minutes. We're literally playing this. Like how? Are they at the party or the something? Party yeah. He's yeah. Like or something. So Cece's about to die. So we're at where are we at now? Poor Cece. Poor Cece. So she's about to get it. Oh my god, we just looked it up. We just found it. And yes, Matthew Lillard is behind Jamie Kennedy in the party scene. And he has blonde hair and he has glasses on, so he looks different. But yeah, I think him and Nev were still dating at the time, so he was probably hanging around on set, and he was like, "Let me be in the background that of this is set." Such an interesting coupling to me. So yeah, he was in it. They should have cool. got Skeet Ski back in it. I know Old Skeet Ski should have been up in there. Buddy Skeet Ski. Let's see. If there's anything else interesting to go over? There's so much shit behind this movie. Um, Wes Craven is in the background of the hospital scene. Which hospital scene? Um, the the one time they go to the hospital whenever 
Whenever what's his name gets cut. Yeah, and he's getting wrapped up. So Wes Craven's in the background in that scene. Also, Kevin Williamson is in... He's an interviewer for Cotton. Kevin Williamson? He's one of the interviewers. uh, I think he's really cute. Cotton's interviewer on television. How did I not catch that? Because I think he's cute. Oh my gosh, the girl who talks to Cece on the phone, guess who it is? Who? Selma Blair. From Cruel Intentions. You know they're really good friends? Yes, they're like really good friends, yeah. Um, Selma Blair has MS, like my mom. I know. Sad. And like they've been through it. Like Sarah Michelle Gellar's been at her side this whole time. They're like really girls. Yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh, I love this. You guys call this what? number. The phone number for Corey Gillis at the beginning is 513-555-0176. I wonder what happens if we call it. Call you should it try now. and call it. Okay, I'll call try and call it. Now. it. No, you, let me read it to you. You call it. Okay, I'll do it. Are you ready? Hold on, okay. 513-1513. 555-0176. I wonder if it's like some scream. Welcome to Variety oh. Underwhelming. Anyways, that's about it for all of this like never-ending trivia around this movie. But yeah, I mean, damn. A lot to take in. We're at around two hours, so we're we're doing better than the first one. Yeah, we did a, we were like almost three on that one. We did it a little bit quicker. <laughs> um. I still have three questions to ask you if you would like to answer these questions Wait, again, even though you've answered them. Maybe I should ask you the questions. Twice now. Oh, I would <laughs> love that. Do you remember them? Okay, so the first is if you were to date any character in a movie, who would it be? That's usually the last question. Oh, but my God. I can oh, answer. I like to do things back. Okay, got it. If I were to date any character, in a movie, go on a date with any character, um, I am going to choose. Robert Pattinson from Twilight. No, but yes, but no. <laughs> Thirteen-year-old Stacy. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say Robert De Niro, but I'm trying to think what? what. I have the biggest crush on Robert De Niro. Okay, he's like an older man. I get that. Stop. Joker. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, can we talk about Joker? Fuck, that was so good. <sighs> no, actually, I pick I Walking Phoenix and Joker. Oh. Really? You want to go on a date with him? Oh, hell, I want to be crazy. his. I want to be his Harley Quinn. I want to be your Harley Quinn. <laughs> no, he is like not no, he side, is but the like... cutest. Whenever he gets into his makeup and his suit and he's hopping down them stairs, that scene. I can't though, help but be. Uh... I know he's wild. He's crazy. We know that. Whatever. Crazy, he's but... a little quirky. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of like it's like attractive. I don't know. I know. I know me. that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. But okay. I pick yeah. him. I want to pick his brain, and I want him to. Well, I love that. I love that you would be with the Joker because you know because he's he he's so exactly all he's he so hurt and like sad, and I just want to show him some love. Okay, so we got your date would be the Joker. <laughs> what movie universe would you live in? Oh, brother. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say no. Our <laughs> no, like, no. Why? No, we live that already. No, no, fuck we're not no. Back. No, I definitely am going to live somewhere where there's air conditioning. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Um, this is kind of hard. Clueless. I'm sure Hor- I'm sure Her- Horowitz, and I live in that fucking in house Beverly in Beverly Hills. Yes, oh and I'm rich, and I have no worries other than philanthropy and hooking up people no, uh, no, 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 no. to love each other. No, that's the next question, isn't it? 
What? Like, who would you be in a movie? No, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to be here, but I want to live in that Okay. That world. Okay. So I want to be at that school. Okay, so you just love the whole Beverly Hills High School. Okay. Yes, yeah. I want to know Elton, because Elton is such a cutie. Dion's like such a good best friend. I would love to have Dion as my side chick, yes. I so mean, yeah. like, right-hand man. Yeah, I love, like... Clueless is one of my universe. favorites. Yes, me too. So all the fashion, play, all the fashion. But which role, if you could play any role? I know. Um, like, Since I'm, we've been talking about it so much, I'm going to say Buffy. <gasps> Because I would love to be able to kick some fucking ass. I would love to be able to like know about all of this like otherworldly stuff that like a lot of people Feminist, don't get the chance to icon. Yes. Oh she's also God, stylish as fuck. And she's a bad bitch. And I would love to be that like that dude, angel I dynamic. That. I love that, dude. Because Buffy Summers <laughs> is just one of the like most It makes me want to name my kid Buffy. I love the name. Isn't Buffy. that cute? I think it's cute. I think it's super Xander. cute. I've also thought of Cher from Clueless. Xander, I like Xander. Xander's cute. Willow. I know. Like, oh, John and Coral's baby's name is Willow. <laughs> I Shout know. Out to John oh my gosh, speaking of which, I saw them at Lindsay's baby's first birthday party. Oh. And I went up to them and I was like, oh my god, this this is completely blanked. I was like, oh my fucking god, I don't remember their baby's name. And they're like, it's okay, it's okay, it's Willow. And I was like, (laughs) fuck! Because I never met her till that moment. Till that moment I didn't meet her. I know, I'm a bad girl. Bad girl's close. But shout out to John and Coral. Love you guys. Um, But anyways, yeah, those are my answers. Thanks for asking me. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. I liked um, (laughs) hearing that. I liked to know that you would go on the Joker. That's interesting. I'm Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I'm dating Joker right now. But you go to like Lewis (laughs) High School, which is actually the same high school that Buffy the Vampire was filmed at, which is funny. Yes, a lot of those movies, uh, all those like teen movies back then were filmed at that school Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh but yeah, gosh. I guess that's a... That was so much fun. That was that episode of Movie Day on Scream that 2. That was a fun movie day. That was so fun. I'm so glad that you invited me back here for a third time. I know, and we had to like cram this... I know this is coming out kind of soon after the first episode when we covered Scream, but David will be moving to fucking Atlanta soon because all of my friends are leaving me behind to oh rot. God. And um, we're trying to like squeeze in as many in this franchise as yeah. we can because we planned on doing this yeah so we'll definitely be able to talk about the next scream next time i'm on it maybe we'll maybe we'll like put three when are you leaving again not even two weeks fuck i know it's coming up so quick but at the same time stacy also might well we could also coming to sometime soon yeah yeah and we could also record and i could just like release it at a later date or something if we like need to stagger it more totally if we could do both of them because i would love to finish this the series with you yeah but anyways yeah yeah, that was really fun yeah thank you so much for having me on i really enjoyed it i had so much fun talking about this movie again okay so thank you all for listening as well yeah definitely and also be sure to listen to or be sure to subscribe to movie date with stacy on apple podcast yeah because she is now (laughs) on apple podcast bitch yeah Look all, that shit up. Every single one of her podcasts are on there. One all the way to episode nine, episode ten. Aw, I love that you're doing this. That's so sweet. And so, yeah, definitely follow me on yes. Instagram at The Hellion. You can also follow me on Twitter at The Hellion if you'd like. Um, and Stacy, you can follow at <laughs> Dystopia. Aww. And also... At Movie Date with Stacy, because now I started an Instagram for that. She has her official Oh my gosh, I love Instagram. it. Instagram. She's on Apple Podcasts. I'm really she trying, you guys. Taking the world by storm. Aww. 
Um, but thank you so much for having me yeah, on. Yeah, this was I, so much fun. It really was. And I'm just, you know, I love talking with you. I know. We had a blast. And I appreciate you having me. <laughs> and I just have one more thing to say. Here's I got it. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I love it. All right, bye. All right, bye. <laughs> Man designed and directed